when I started that song this time, but I had the fucking song. <laughs> Ooh. What the fuck is up, Dan? Jesus Christ. Full stars. What a rough start that was, unless you're listening to the audio version. And the audio version, the audio might be blown out of the water. I have no idea. Just blowing out of shingles. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know what the fuck happened. I haven't changed any of our audio settings, but everything was all fucking weird. For some reason. I don't know. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry about the rough start. I don't know what. I don't know what changed. Everything. I had to completely take out the audio channels and then re-add them in. In uh, OBS, and then it looks like on the audio version in Audacity, it looks like our levels are really loud. So I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that to see if they are. The only thing I can think is I did. Windows updates this week, but that I really don't think that would affect it. Dang, never know. I guess so. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to this might sound stupid podcast. Uh, it's a podcast for two stupid friends who get together and are stupid. Thankfully, this week it seems like we only have two viewers uh, <laughs> who are listening and paying attention to the beginning of our podcast because it got all fucked up this week. Unless you're listening to the audio one, and then it just. The audio might be cranked, but it sounds like we started fine. Uh, yeah. We are brought to you, as always, first and foremost, by Joey the Good Boy. Uh, Joey's our oldest and best sponsor. We'll check in on him here. We got Joey Cam working. Feel ashamed I'm judging you. I'm so sorry. Uh, Joey's down I'm here. I'm assuming you're always judging me. He's chilling. I'm assuming everybody's always judging me. It's a terrible way to live. Uh, it's crippling at times. Hopefully this... Can you guys still hear me? Fuck, I didn't know. Somebody tell me if you can hear me on Joey Cam. Because it shows that it's the audio's there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yeah, Joey's our oldest and best sponsor. He's a good boy. We're also brought to you by Mike Long. He's a very talented designer uh, out of Minnesota. He's designed all of our graphics, and uh, we love him dearly. Um... If you don't already subscribe to us, you can do that wherever you get podcasts by just subscribing to This Might Sound Stupid. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at TMSS underscore podcast. Again, that's at TMSS underscore podcast. Uh, and if you ever want to email us, like if you want to email us a random topic, you can always email us at this might sound stupid at gmail.com. Uh, I'm going to stop talking about the, the, the dad list because nobody will tweet us their dad lists. So, fine. Uh, you're a bit blown out on audio. I can I can crank that down just a little. Quarantine cast is tricky because I got to... Dan and I have to be coordinated when we start. And so I have to turn down the audio so I can talk to Dan. But it doesn't... You guys aren't hearing all that dumb bullshit. And then I have to crank the audio up when we actually start. And for some reason, Dan's is a little high. Okay. I'm assuming he's lying because I haven't said anything. Could be. I have no way of telling. <laughs> Adam sounds fine. Dan's a little rough. Uh, did you? So the, this time, the first time I played the audio, did you hear it? That's racist. What's racist? That you're lying? I don't think it's racist to accuse people of lying. Maybe it is. 
I there in the past week I've learned there's a lot I don't understand about being racist. Uh, and that's not <laughs> that's not sarcastic. That's a genuine comment. In the past week I learned there's a there needs to be an updated and revised definition of the term racist or racism uh, is what I'm I'm coming to the conclusion of. Uh, how's your week been, Dan? It's been good. I actually got to see you today. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. I got to see you and two of my other best friends, uh, Michael Oney, as my son calls him, and uh, Rolo. I got to see Rolo today, too. And it was, uh, it's just so, I feel so grateful uh, and blessed to have a job where I get to, literally we are working, but I just get to hang out with my best friends and uh, make dumb jokes while we work. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. I've had a bit of a rougher week. <laughs> uh, let's see, probably last week. I don't really know when it started. Uh, do you ever get like a painful pimple or like an ingrown hair? Mm-hmm. You're just like, motherfucker, that thing hurts. Uh, I thought I had one of those on like my low back, kind of around my like where my waistband would sit. Um, until Monday, I was like, man, this thing isn't going away and it's... Like, it hurts worse. What the fuck? So I tried to look at it in the mirror, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's It looks like a rash. And that really freaked me out, because I thought the only thing that I could think of and the only thing that I could really look up that was, like, painful and a rash is a staph infection. And I have a worst-case scenario kind of mind, so I get freaked out. Now our fucking frames are dropping again. Whatever. Uh, hold on. Before I get into the story, what are you drinking, Dan? Because I want to start drinking. <laughs> uh, called Link in Bio. It's a IPA from Blackstack in St. Paul. Blackstack. Did you get any of the ones uh, that Mike talked about? I really wanted to try those. No, I haven't got back yet. Okay. Oh, that was that was a good crack. Have you? How was it? That's good. Good. Uh, I am just drinking more of the same. Ben Paddle Pills. It's delicious. Oh, that one was weak. Uh, This first sip, as always, goes out to my brother-in-law, James. Uh, It's not racist. It's brotherly love. That's racist. (sighs) Bruh. Sarcastic and mean. The only kind of brotherly love there is. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, I thought I had a staph infection, which, like I was saying, I have a worst-case scenario kind of mind, and staph infections can go really bad really quick, especially if they, like, turn into MRSA. And, and so I'm worried about my kids uh, and all sorts of just crazy bullshit that goes on in my brain. And I'm so thankful for my wife uh, for so many reasons, but w- one of which is she was just like, why don't you just make a digital doctor appointment and maybe they can do something about it? And I was like, that, does, that, okay, fine. That seems like a fine idea because they can look at the rash. It was really awesome because my doctor looked at the rash for like two seconds and he was like, did this start out? It, you said it started out feeling like a painful pimple and I was like, yes. And he was like, is it only on one side of your body? And then, like, I looked at kind of where the rash was, and I was like, yes. And he goes, okay, you just have shingles. 
and I was like, what the fuck are shingles? And he told me that shingles is, so if you've had chicken pox as a kid, you get, like, you just have shingles, and it lives at the base of your spine, and they don't really know why you get it, but from what I've read and the little bit I talked to my doctor about it, best thing I can guess for me is that when your immune system is kind of depleted, uh, your you're more likely to get shingles. Because a lot of older people, like as you get older, your immune system gets weaker. So the older you get, the more likely you are to get shingles, which is why they give a vaccine for shingles as you get older. Uh, but also, if you're if you're really stressed and really exhausted, uh, your immune response gets depleted. And in the year 2020, <laughs> I have found myself very stressed and very exhausted by much of the world. So that's my best guess as to why I got it, is I was just with everything going on and having little kids just exhausted and stressed. So I have shingles and uh, today is definitely the worst of it. It's today has been the most painful day and it's, it looks like kind of on my leg. I showed you guys a movie night, a picture of my leg and the pic, the part of my leg I showed you is like not that bad, but the part that's up in my, like my area, it looks like I got shot with rock salt or something. It's purple and it's, very uncomfortable so i've had i've had a little bit of a rougher week it hasn't been fun only for a couple bike rides you know i no yeah rubbing in i i I was doing squats at some point i think good great that actually does make me happy i really want to get back to I really want to get back to running, man. I haven't run in, in like two weeks now, and I just want to get back. I want to get back to running, and I mean, I last week I was giving my knees a break, so I did. I biked a lot, and I you know lifted mm-hmm. or exercised or whatever you want to call it. Cause I don't I don't have a lot of weights at home, but I haven't run. Oh shit! What? Uh, we just lost a bunch of frames. I don't know what's going on, guys. Yep. I you 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 went robot for me, and I. Then fifteen, yeah, and then fifteen seconds later, we dropped those frames. That's fine. We keep going. I'm just putting it in chat in case we like froze super hard oh, for anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to get back to work. To get back to working out, I have been working. Um, but yeah, it's not like if I was if I was to say on a pain scale of like one to ten, ten being the worst pain that I've ever experienced, which was having kidney stones, which was like crippling and literally as an adult man made me cry, just tears. Uh, that would be a ten. This is like a three or a four. It's like a really really bad sunburn that you then like have acne on or something. I don't know. It's just it's a very stabbing pain, and if your skin stretches or moves in any way, it's like electrifying in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Not like that song. No, not like that song. Uh, Big J says, "If we are redefining racism, I want to include slurping in my ear." Well, then I I'm gonna be racist. <laughs> That's uh, what you're gonna die on. Yep, slurping in James's ear. Uh, he says, I got a friend over, so I may be back later. Good luck with your shingles. <laughs> Thanks, dude. They suck. Uh, have fun with your friend. Uh, yeah. 
Do anything else this week, Dan? No, you know, I've been in my house. <clears throat> I watched, uh... Uncut Gems. Oh, okay. Uh, that'll, that'll, that'll de-stress you. <laughs> I was, uh... It, I didn't think it was that good. Okay. Felt like, it's not a... I don't... It, it's... I'm trying to find the right words, because I... Watching that movie, it's not a bad movie... A part of it is my expectations going into it, which we talked about before, that like, well, that can kind of ruin movies for you if you expect one thing and it's a different thing, which is kind of what happened with that movie. Uh, but it just kind of felt... It felt generic to me. It just felt like another kind of like... Gambling, mobster, casino... I don't know. It just, it just felt kind of more run-of-the-mill than I expected it to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I I don't necessarily uh, like agree with you, but yeah, I think I'm going to be in the minority on this one, which is why I'm being careful with my words because I don't think I don't like. I'm not saying it was a bad movie. I'm just saying it's not a movie that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. To me, it just was not. It was just kind of like I expected. I guess I don't know what a good word is. Like I don't need. Was this they found some sort of magic portal, right? No. To a different dimension. To I don't change need, up the mobster. Genre. I don't need twists or surprises, but it just felt it felt very kind of A equals B equals C to me. Um, it was entertaining, but it's like it's not really a movie I ever feel the need to watch again. Um, but I think there's a lot of people who will enjoy that movie quite a bit, and maybe there's more going on under the surface that I didn't pick up on. Uh, Sorry, I'm looking at our audacity levels. Um, the other thing that I have watched slowly, someone with the <laughs> Javin says, someone with a vast encyclopedic knowledge of film, such as Adam, expected more. I, I, you, yeah. I did. I expected more. Uh, maybe more isn't even the right word. I expected different. I don't. I struggle to come up with the right words. Uh, it was all just very predictable, which I don't know. I'm not. It's it sounds weird to say predictable, and then in the same breath or in the same sentence say I'm not looking for a twist. It just, yeah. I think a big part of it again is my expectations, which is one of the reasons I really stopped watching trailers for movies because I would go mm-hmm. into movies with expectations, and then it would ruin my experience of the movie. Uh, more, <laughs> more water boy. Hey, Kibby's here. What's up, Kibby, man? We missed you. Cheers. How are you doing, buddy? We haven't seen you in a few weeks. Uh, the thing I laughed at was Javin saying I wanted more Adam Sandler jokes, mm-hmm. which if you know anything about the movie Uncut Gems, it's not a place for Adam Sandler jokes. Uh, Kibby, it's good to see you, brother. See you. I mean, you know what I mean. Um, the other thing that I did watch that I have loved, I'm not all the way finished with it because I've been like watching it as I can, doing different work stuff, is uh, Middle Ditch and Swartz. Mm-hmm. That is very funny. It's had me like, uh, it's had me like just sitting by myself laughing out loud at it. It's 
Uh, I think I'm, so I'm maybe a little over halfway done with uh, the dream job interview. Mm-hmm. And that's been the best one. You've watched those, right? Mm-hmm. What, so which one is your favorite? Now that we have to like go through them in detail. I don't know. Like, like the one I remember the most is probably the wedding one, just because it was the first one I saw. Okay, the wedding one is very good. Uh, but I have just been getting really giggly watching uh, the Dream Job one. But that's one I would definitely recommend people watch. It's just very mm-hmm. silly and very fun. Uh, it's called Middle Ditch and Schwartz on, uh, and it's Thomas Middle Ditch and uh, Ben Schwartz. So mm-hmm. Thomas Middleditch is from uh, Silicon Valley, and Ben Schwartz is from uh, like Community. He was uh, John Ralphio. He's in um, Space Force. He's Sonic. The he Hedgehog. was Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, but yeah, that's been very fun, and like that just seems like one of the most fun things to do ever. Long form improv. Yeah, just the two of you. Like, imagine if you and me just had- slash like most intimidating thing you could possibly try oh yeah for sure and that's what i was sitting there watching it like man this would be so fun to do with dan but then i was thinking at the same time i was like but if i did this with dan i feel like there would be so many times where i was just i like couldn't stop myself from laughing or that we just have these weird pauses where we're just trying to like they have pauses in there too yeah but like i there there, there would definitely some weird downtime where we're like uh Oh, yeah. I'm not saying this is something that you and I could just go out and do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, th- I think improv like that definitely takes practice and a certain degree of skill. But I'm just watching mm-hmm. it like, man, those two dudes are having so much fun doing that. Uh, and I just, I hope they do way more of them. Because I would just, th- all of them are improv. So I would just watch one after the other. No, yeah, I, I, wish, they, I wish they would have come here at some point. Well, maybe they'll come back, because how fun would that be to go see live? Mm -hmm. They're very funny. Uh, I'm going to rewatch them again with Amber. But yeah, they're very funny. I just hit my shingles, and it hurt. Anyway, uh, that's pretty much all that's new with me for the week, is uh, I have shingles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I watched Uncut Gems. It was fine. Uh, and I have slowly made my way through Middle Ditch and Schwartz, and it's really, really good. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Kibby says, hey, all, yeah, last couple of weeks have been hell. That's a bummer to hear, man, uh, for you and a lot of people of the world. Everyone. Uh, I'm not sure what's happening in your neck of the woods, but in uh, Minnesota, specifically Words. Minneapolis and St. Paul, it's been fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a video today of where they toppled the uh, Columbus Monument. Did where? You see that? Pretty sure that was here. I should double check before I actually say that that was here. Who's emailing me? Amazon? What do you want? Does anybody in chat know if that was here? I thought it was. Uh, but now I'm realizing I'm... I might be basing that assumption off of the Capitol building that's in the background, and most Capitals are... Look like a Capitol building? Yes. Okay. Members of the American Indian Movement are preparing to tear down the statue of Columbus uh, at the Minnesota State Capitol. Ah. 
Um, yes, that's definitely our Capitol building in the background. Okay. Uh, yeah, I watched a video of them tearing down the Columbus statue and, uh, and then doing like Native American song as they danced around it. And it's a very powerful video to watch. It was, things are crazy here, man. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's a weird video to watch and, and try to think of how to describe because it's like, I, me personally, I don't think Columbus, I don't think Columbus Day should be a thing. I don't think he should have a statue. Like the more and more I've learned about Columbus, uh, it's also, I don't want to say scary cause that seems like that's way too strong of a word. But it's crazy to see, like, oh, these people are out front of the Capitol and they're literally tearing down a statue. That's crazy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Lawless, I guess. It seems lawless, but at the same time, it's like, I'm kind of fine with them tearing down the statue. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I guess. Like, this, this, I don't know if I agree with the scary part. That's why I didn't... How about the word Lawless. Yeah, I, I guess. Like even that seems like, what's, really bad connotations. It does, and that's that. That's the trouble with it. Is I'm and I'm trying to just be really honest. Of like, there's a certain degree of like, whoa, they're just ripping down statues. But yeah, and that that's and that's and like that that sentiment is interesting. But that doesn't kind of you know connotate. I don't think the know, people who fear. did it are bad. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's not not fear, but it's like they did. They did it in England. Like what is it? Whatever that was, like four days, like four days ago. What did they do? Like the the town. Like, there was uh, one of the. I feel like it was a statue to one of like the one of the main guys of the of the the, the slave trade, basically. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna say Bristol, but I'm just picking a town in England because I I think that might be, but I don't know if that's true. But they basically just ripped it out of the ground and they threw it in the river. Okay. Uh and like the mayor's like, you know, they probably shouldn't have done it that way, but I don't care. That's how I feel. <laughs> That's maybe the best way to put it is like, I, you know, I guess a good way to put it is like, at a certain point, you can only ask that shit like that gets taken down so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before you're just like, we're going to rip this fucking thing down because it's kind of a disgrace. Does mm-hmm. that mean it's like probably shouldn't have done it that way. But also, honestly, people have probably been trying to get it taken down the quote unquote right way for a very long for, time. For a long time. And it just hasn't happened. And it's fine. They're finally just kind of like, well, fuck it. We're just going to take it. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, OK. Yeah, I I'm not mad. I'm not like, mad like, about I, it. Like going back and going back in time, like crisis. This, I'm sure this was like early two thousands. Um, people just causing a stink. That so you're at the science museum, mm-hmm. and they had you know a, a, a cut out of a tree that basically had like things pointing to different different pieces of American history. Mm-hmm. They were like throwing like the country's history on this this log that was so old. Uh, and there was, they put a sign beside it that you know from, uh, the uh, like the, like the uh, 
like the Native American groups basically saying this is the history of this land in like a purely like uh, Eurocentric like post-Columbus view because all like, everything is pointing to is just things like like there was history on this tree before Columbus got there but the first thing it points to is Columbus getting there and people are very mad that like that sign got put there hmm that's interesting um yeah I'm not necessarily saying like I mean at this point how do you scrub Columbus from your history lessons you, you can't but, like but at the same at the same at the same time like the history of the comet yeah at the same time well or just at, at just in the history of America because you could talk about how people were taught that he discovered America at, like we were as kids and mm-hmm. kind of talk about um, you would have to talk about the history of how he was talked about I guess is what I'm saying or you would have to teach the history of how he has been taught in the past and how it's been reformed to be kind of more realistic and yeah. and more factual but you can't you can't just like not teach about Columbus at this point but you have to teach about kind of what people used to teach about him what kind of a bastard he was and uh, and how that changed that makes sense? You got it, you got it, man. You got it out for Columbus. Man, have you read about some of the shit Columbus did? He didn't seem like a very good person. Uh, let's see. Kibby says, yeah, it's the same here. Riots and protests. In fact, they wrecked a couple of the venues in town, not to mention some of the businesses that were looted have been sponsors and past shows. That's tough, man. Uh, and he says, I just get confused. Oh, he's referring to what, uh, the Columbus statue. I just get confused about it. They take down a statue of Christopher Columbus while wearing shirts of Fidel Castro. Uh, not sure the message they think they're sending. Yeah, I don't, to be honest, I don't know enough about, uh, do you mean Che Guevara? Do people wear, do people wear shirts of Fidel Castro? Wouldn't surprise me. Huh. I guess it wouldn't surprise me either, but I didn't really know he was on a shirt. Um, you don't think there's a shirt that exists and it's Fidel Castro's face? No, that, okay. <laughs> that's a dumb way to put it. You're right. I more so know the Che Guevara shirts uh, and not the Fidel Castro shirts, but I don't know enough about either of them to speak intelligently about uh, either of the th- any of the things they've done, be it things for the people or atrocities. I don't know. I don't know either way. Uh, I know, I know peripherally that they are both revered and reviled, but I don't know mm-hmm. enough about either of them. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I've, I've, I've heard, uh, on different podcasts and I've read about shit that Columbus would do, which we don't need to get into here. If you want to go out and, and learn about it, you can, uh, but my stance on it is the, uh, I don't, I don't think he should be kind of celebrated historically in the way that he is i don't have a problem with taking those statues down i also maybe it's different being from a northern state i really have no idea but i don't understand why there are monuments and i'm sure there are places you can go to have this explained as to why it's important to people but 
monuments to like people who fought for the South. Did you ever look up? Did you ever like watch stuff on the the Diaries of the Confederacy? No. What is that? Okay. It like the the majority of like the the statues and stuff was put up uh, in like the early 1900s by these uh, this group of women that basically wanted to rewrite kind of the way they were seen as losers of the Civil War and kind of glorify. And so that's where all the, that's where the, that's where like a bunch of the statues and stuff came from. Is they they put them up uh, decades later as hmm. a way to kind of it doesn't mean they shouldn't be taken down though, right? No, like they they were they were never put up as like a in a, in, in good faith to begin with, I guess. <laughs> I think you've told me about this before, actually, like a long time ago on the podcast. This is I'm all really sure about them up before for sure. Yeah, um, especially if they weren't put up in good faith. But it's like I don't. You just it doesn't mean you don't teach about those people, but they don't get. That's the thing. It's celebrated like you, you still in a monument. Teach about Columbus. You still teach about the Civil War. Well, you can still teach about General Lee, but he's just he, not a person that gets to be celebrated. Yes. Right. Uh uh, what was the thing I saw today? They're going to remove. I think I thought the Senate committee voted to put it on the bill uh, that they would rename uh, military installations that are named after uh, Southern uh, Confederate generals. So, like, they're, they're, like, there's some like big like like ones you hear all the time, like like Fort Bragg would get renamed. I, okay, that's that's pretty cool to hear. Um, <laughs> it's been... I, I, was, I was on the... Uh, the route and Dead's been, like, just kind of, like, reading a couple articles on this today, but, like, the, NAS, the NASCAR uh, voted to... Or not voted. They, they, they've, they said that the Confederate flag is basically not yeah, I saw allowed this. at their races. And people... <laughs> I saw one thing where this this NASCAR driver was like, he quit and he's like, oh, he quit over this. Like, he's not going to race for NASCAR anymore. Here's the the headline on Deadspin about that guy. Uh, Driver honors Confederacy by retiring with same number of wins. Yep. (laughs) That's a great headline. He's got zero wins in NASCAR. Uh, That doesn't matter. That's just a funny headline. Yeah. <laughs> whoever whoever wrote that, when they came up with that, they had to know like, oh, this is this is perfect. Oh, he immediately like teams chatted his buddies like, check this shit out. I got a perfect headline. I got that guy's making waves. He's in the news cycle. Yeah. Uh Kibi says the statues are part of a southern agenda to quote rewrite the events leading to, during, and post-Civil War. It started after Ulysses X. Grant passed. In effect, it almost erased him from history. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure in the past we've talked about uh, the Daughters of the Confederacy. I just don't have th- a, like a, a detailed memory of it, but when you started to talk about it, it started to make sense. Um, the other thing is that just history is... I gotta think of how to say this. Like, our view of history is is dynamic, right? It, it's always evolving. Yeah, it's not static. So, 
Like just think about like ancient Egypt in the in the, the thirty years we've been alive. Yeah, and how much it's more even the history even the history of America. Like mm-hmm. when people got here and how they got here, and when other people got here and how they got here has changed drastically in thirty years. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's one of my favorite things about that book, Fingerprints of the Gods, is he's just taking an alternate view of history and and asking why we can't look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, yeah, it's like some of those statues may have been erected, but it's just kind of time to take them down as we as we get a broader understanding of more perspectives and more experiences in our country. Uh, and like I like I was saying, kind of when we first started talking about all this, it's like I'm sure they've asked, I'm sure they've gone about it the quote unquote right way. Uh, and at a certain point, you're just kind of like, well, fuck it. Nobody's listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to take them shits. Uh, and you do. Um, I forget how we got on this whole topic. But, yeah, that was one of the things I saw. You see, I think you were, I think you were just talking about something you saw with the Columbus statue. Yeah. It was just it – it was weird because I was going to – from our uh, – from the this might sound stupid twitter account i was going to retweet it and then i was like i don't really know how to tweet about this and you know me mm-hmm. I, I i i i personally try to be very kind of honest and and forthright and i was like i don't know i don't i don't want to retweet this because i don't honestly know how to retweet it i suppose i could have just retweeted it without a comment mm-hmm. but even that i was like I don't. I don't want to retweet it without context, and I don't know how. I don't. I don't have the right words to give it the right context because a part of me is like, "This is great. I'm glad this thing isn't there anymore." But a part of me is also like, "It is kind of fucking crazy that right in front of the Capitol they just ripped that shit down." And then the, the, there's so many kind of thoughts and emotions that go along with it because there's another part of me that's like, also though maybe good on my state and the leaders of my state who at least saw people doing that and had the presence of mind to just go like, no, 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 mm-hmm. let them do it. Mm-hmm. Let them do it. You know what I mean? Like that, cause that's also kind of a, a thought and emotion that goes along with it. Like people were watching that and somebody somewhere had to say like, no, no, no. It's not, it's not like they did it in secret. They didn't, they didn't broad daylight in like the middle of the day. So some, yeah. somebody somewhere, whether it was walls, the governor, or just some police officer, somebody somewhere had the presence of mind to go like, no, 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 stop. Mm-hmm. Let them do it. Let it go. Yep. Uh, I don't know if Walls, Walls, Walls probably couldn't order police officers to not intervene. Could he? I have no idea. Uh, like he, he, so here's what the, oh, it was Bristol. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like here's what like the, the Bristol mayor Good job, um, uh, said, uh, I can't and won't pretend the statue of a slave trader in a city I was born and grew up in was an affront to me and people like me. He, he's, uh, he's black. He's black. Uh, people in Bristol who don't want the statue in the middle of the city came together, and it is my job to unite, hear these voices, and hold these truths together for people who want, who that statue is a personal affront. Yep. Yeah. It, it, there's just a whole bunch of things where, like, you just pop around from so many emotions, and it's so much easier to talk about it on a podcast that, very few people will see, but very few people will see my retweet anyway. It's crazy how like, this, like, you know, 
we think of this always as like a like it's it, there's definitely a piece of this that are a strictly American issue in the way we've gone about certain things. Um, you should read, but like, even they say at the end of the thing, it's like these monuments are put up in re- to reverse these figures, as, as if as if we want a non-race society. Of course, we have to get rid of. Them. So it's like like you know like they even have like that's people in England saying that. So it's, it's like it's there, there's certain universal. To what earth truth there i'm reading uh white fragility right now and that's one of the things she does in the beginning of that book is kind of set it up like you could be german from germany but there are certain aspects of racism that exist everywhere not everywhere but you sh- it's a i'm enjoying that book so far uh, just, just use the pejorative everywhere yeah everywhere like yeah it's it's a generalization, but we don't have to get into the whole thing. I want to read that whole book before I really start talking about it. Uh, but it is one of the things. Uh, it, it the book White Fragility is one of the things that's making me kind of what she what I think she's doing in that book and what she kind of claims right away in the beginning is that she, she is kind of redefining or or defining her own definition around the word racism and racist instead of making up a whole new word because that's one of the things i've been thinking about while i was reading it is like i mean you could because if you're gonna call white people racist they're gonna get offended and she addresses that um which i don't have to get into here because she says it more intelligently in that book than i am even ever going to be capable of but one of the thoughts I've had is like, why wouldn't you just define it? Like, why wouldn't you just have a new word that you, you know, people can, you can make new words. Um, but she is kind of redefining the terms of racist, which is something you can do. Does that make sense? It, yes. And I think the problem is that it, the, those things that we would get offended for someone saying, we're racist are inherently racist and we just don't want to hear that well that's kind of her point well no that's that's the thing so it's not necessarily that she's like like they like they are you know changing in a very real sense the 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 word to be more uh indicative of what it means truly in society today uh but it's not as if it wasn't racist and they're now changing the definition to make it so that it is now racist if that makes sense yeah they're not changing it to say she's basically changing it away from like racism is you being outwardly awful to somebody based on the color of their skin they're actually changing the definition of racism in the dictionary good like it happened like two days ago uh, it'll help clear some things up uh, uh where they, where they add in the, the points of like systemic like systemic nature of yeah racism. they're, they're, they're broadening the term to be more correct Yes, that's that's a good way to put it, and that's one of the things that I've been over the past few weeks coming to realize more and more is like the the my understanding of the word racist is is incorrect. If you want, like you need you need some kind of clarifier if you're talking about like I was going to say hate crimes, but that's not exactly the right. It's like overt racism, or or like I. To describe a person who is doing awful things on purpose because of the color of somebody else's skin 
it's it's my my understanding the way the word is defined in my head it has been changing over the past few weeks and i think that's a very good thing and so i think updating the definition of it to be more kind of correct is not a bad thing what like one of the issues like the, the guy from Miriam webster was talking about is how with a lot of like word definitions they had to be a certain length because they had to fit into a physical dictionary yeah but now you have the internet but, that's the thing. So now people just look it up online. So yeah. they, can, they can be more robust in how they define every word. Yep. Cool. Do it. Yeah. It's uh, it's been really cool. Um, cool is a weird word for it, but it's been it's it's honestly what I've been learning about myself, about the world at large, uh, and just from other people. It's been it's made me feel more hopeful than anything kind of previously it's made me feel more hopeful and more empowered to actually affect the lives of people in my country Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah it's been a really good thing um one twitter account i'll call out not twitter account one i guess he's a he's i don't know if celebrity is the right word for this person uh but he i really liked a lot of the stuff he's put out has been very informative. It's been very, uh, it's been very upfront and very honest, but not in a like "fuck you" kind of way. Uh, there's a guy named Brandon Kyle Goodman. Uh, he writes for Big Mouth. Um, he also says he's an actor. Big Mouth is is something that I know and have watched. Um, so he's Brandon K. Good on Instagram and he's been putting out a lot of videos just talking and explaining his view of the world and his I I don't want to speak for him but I think he's somebody that is worth checking out um, and then a lot of the people I follow uh, our friend Jamie out in Michigan has been sharing some stuff that's been really good um, I'm not going to share her Instagram profile publicly um, a friend of ours, fiance, has tweeted or has shared some things on Instagram that have been very informative. Um, there's a lot of good resources out there, uh, and we've shared a f- we shared a little bit of them, a few of them, uh, from our Twitter account, and we'll try to continue to to share those things on our Twitter account as well. By we, I mean I. Yeah, the uh, a few good things I've, I've watched this week. Just uh, a note for anybody, if you ever get shingles, drinking apparently lessens the pain of shingles. Well, drinking is, is supposedly no, the pain of anything, yeah. right? Sorry, what were you uh, saying? But, uh, uh, Conan has, uh, interviewed, uh, four, four black people like this, like this last week and a half that, like, he's good friends with. Okay. And he's had very, uh, is this on his podcast or on his show? Just on his show. So, like, so his show is just a thirty-minute conversation with, uh, like, it was Van Jones, uh, W. Kamal Bell. Oh, Kamal uh, Bell has been another. Sorry, I should have called out Kamal Bell. He's been great to listen to a lot of his stuff recently too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Richardson, um, Ron Funches, uh, then yeah, the Mayor of St. Paul. Um, awesome. I've listened to some some Trevor Noah stuff. I gotta go uh, check he, those out. He's the guy that uh, hosts the Daily Show now. Yeah, I know who Trevor Noah is. Uh, he had a he had a really good 
roundtable on the the whole like uh, defund, abolish police thing. Oh, that was another thing I wanted uh, to talk about with, with with some people. That was really good. Um, I then watch, went and like watched like clips of like Ron Funches on the Kroll show that were funny. Uh, I like the way you said that sentence. <laughs> that, were, um, that were funny. But yeah, I've uh, it's 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 been uh, one one of the uh, one of the like the like the brighter spot. I don't know. Is that when someone that you know? Oh yeah, yeah, Jeff, you are correct. Uh, Ron Connor says the best worth last of all time. Uh, when someone that you know and have kind of looked up to. Like a, like a Conan, like I've I've always kind of respected him. Like he's always just kind of seemed to be himself. Yep. And it's it's nice when you can turn to him and something like this happens, and he will know that he's kind of like thinking about and going through the same things that you think you're going through. Well, he's looking to basically help. And, yeah. And, and like you use his use his platform to. Educate his white audience. Yeah, I like I. I didn't mean to say that tone. I'm worried in the audio podcast will come off more kind of shitty than I meant it to. That was me trying to guess what you were saying, not me being a dick. Yeah, I because one of the things that I've seen echoed a lot in a lot of places, uh, which is probably definitely a message that needs to get echoed, but it it also at the same time has seemed kind of obvious. Like, don't go around asking black people in your lives like what can i do to help what should like it's not it's your responsibility to find ways to educate yourself um but also i think if you have a giant platform it's your responsibility if it's something you care about and want to see change in to educate your audience and Mm -hmm. i I bet just because of the sheer numbers of (laughs) uh race populations in our country that Colin's audience is mostly white because that would make sense with how our uh, like, what are you talking about? They say the black community loves him. They're like, <laughs> are you crazy, Conan? Is what they kept saying. They say it's like their go-to when they talk about Conan. Good? That's a uh, guy. But I guarantee there's a ton of white people who watch him too. And if, oh, 100%, 100%. if this is something that's close to his heart, then yeah, he has the responsibility to and he, and he sees that. Educate like that's, that's, and that's, promote. That's, yeah, that's and the, that's a cool that's thing. beautiful piece of it. It's like he, he sees... And to do it unapologetically. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And like it's and it's nice, and, it, and it's not just you know because I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff out there where it's like someone has someone on and it's almost talking over them, where it's like this person you know is doing it for like the wrong reasons. Just to, it's what is it the well, the word you use when someone's just doing it just to kind of look good. Well, it's the whole uh, thing of I keep seeing a trending thing. Now I don't know if it's been trending yet, but one of the things I keep seeing is like. Stop making Black Lives Matter protests your Coachella. And there, have, I've seen some like really gross <laughs> videos of like Not people tr- people trying to get like really the perfect picture with like protests in they, the background. They want Instagram likes. Yes, that's what you're saying, right? Yes. Like, don't be that uh, guy. Where like he just you know he asked them a question and I like he just and they'll just talk about what it was like for them or something. And it's and that's. It's it's nice to hear and it's horrible to hear. Yeah, like because it's like it's, another good that, one. Like like the way. What's that? Go ahead. Uh, oh, virtue signaling. Yes, thank you, Kibby. 
where whoops I, I can I mean, it, it, it can only assume it's I, I, it, I, I would hate to say that it's universal to every single black person in this country but from you know everything I've heard from everyone that I've that I've listened to they something has happened to them at some point I growing would, up it, at least once it's painful, painful to say that it's universal but it, it has almost certainly is right yep uh like that was the other thing that I, I listened to that the Javin um yeah posted about was the uh like there's these uh this black tag team in the WWE called the New Day and there's like super like super funny like super there's great like entertainers yeah as like a um as wrestlers and hearing them like talk and get angry or get incredibly sad and cry incredibly like, emotional it's it's such a juxtaposition to like who they like who you know they are on like, the regular day like like happy nice people that like that they have to carry this pain yeah so that it's called the new day feel the power that's the name of the podcast uh yeah. it's episode 28 a conversation about racial injustice so the new day colon feel the power episode 28 a conversation about racial injustice it's not it's not a podcast i've only listened to 50 percent of it because it's very hard to listen to it's very emotional uh from what i've listened it's not a podcast that's going to give you resources of places to go to learn more to help to like educate yourself uh but it is a podcast that's going to give if you're an empathetic person it's going to give you an empathetic response with people who have had to deal with this their whole life it is a resource it, yeah it's a resource it itself is a resource it's a resource for that but i'm saying it's not because what we were talking about just a second ago was like you know, educate yourself, read books, find things. It's just a resource to give you somebody else's perspective, to get you outside of your own perspective, right? Which is, which is the same thing as, like, educating yourself. I suppose, like, yeah, you're right. You're that right. Book. Like, it's like, you're, I, I learned so much yeah. in that 57 minutes. You're right. Um, yeah, I think that one's... From what I've heard, like I said, I've only been able to get through 50% of it. Uh, I'm taking yep. it in small chunks. Um, um, yeah, it's... It's worth listening to. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you are... I'm not really... I don't really know who they are as wrestlers. We were talking about that earlier today. Uh, I don't really know who they are as wrestlers because I've never... I don't really... Like, if I watch WWE, it's with you guys once a year when you guys watch the Royal Rumble. Or is it WrestleMania? Which one do you guys watch? Royal Rumble. Okay. So I don't really know who they are, but I did see one Royal Rumble where they were surviving the Royal Rumble by standing on pancakes, and it was hysterical. Yeah, it was great. So that's like the only thing I know about them, but they're still just... Like I said, if you're an empathetic person and you listen to that podcast, and you just... You're just listening to another human being's experience. Mm -hmm. It's heavy. But yeah, you're right. It is a resource. I don't... I guess I was just trying to say it's not, in my perspective, it's not the same kind of resource as, like, the book White Fragility has been. Or this Brandon K. Good that I was talking about, he's offering, like, resources and advice 
mm-hmm. uh, on how to further educate yourself and actually further the way in which you go about trying to change the country you live in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, they're different. They're different sorts of education. Yeah, but they are both educational resources. I yeah. would say that's true. Yeah. Um. What was the other thing I was going to say? Fuck. I had one more thing in there. I can't remember. Uh, Kimmy says, as someone who dates outside his race, you find out real quick who your real friends are and what your family thinks. Yikes. This is a dumb me, like, white kid growing up thing. Um, uh, Yeah, like, growing up in Canada, like, I, there was a black kid at high school. Like, we weren't, like, I was in, like, in some post-racial neighborhood. Uh, it was the suburbs, and it was... Canada. It was white people in Canada. Yeah. Uh, but I remember when my brother was getting, like, very serious with his now wife, who is... Black. Who is black. And we were going to go uh, have her meet my grandma. And my dad basically made a comment along the lines of, like, uh, like I hope she doesn't say something stupid. Like, I'm like, what the fuck would my grandma say? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's like, it never dawned on me that, like, you know, like, just like an old white lady might just say something dumb, not thinking about dumb. the consequences. Uh, but my grandma was great because she just she was just a super nice lady. But it's this weird, it was so, that was like one of the first times I ever had to think of, like, about the, the concept that my brother was with a black lady. Well, yeah, and that's one of the big <laughs> things in, uh, white fragility that they kind of address from the little bit I've read is like yeah you don't have to be put up against race a lot like you don't have to think of your race a lot as a white person which is I've mm-hmm. never really thought about before because I haven't had to um, I have a very similar experience uh, where my cousin Danny is married to a black woman Tamika and I just she I, I was really young I was probably nine or ten when they because my cousin Danny is quite a bit older than me mm-hmm. uh, when they started dating and it was like it just wasn't even really a thought in my head of like and now like as an adult I'll think about it like oh that there could have been some situations where that was really weird to be like I don't think anybody it's again it's that definition that redefining the term racist it's like nobody would have been outwardly racist to her but it still had to be an awkward and uncomfortable position situation to be in of being like in a family full of white people and you're the only black person and my grandma who Mm -hmm. tamika i is so sweet with my grandma and they're so like my grandma's just this 94 year old woman who loves everybody and is so nice but like she's also 94 so she's gonna say some things they're like uh grandma we don't really say like we don't really say oriental anymore grandma (laughs) uh but it's a, it was one of those things where, like, I don't ever remember thinking about it as a kid. All I remember thinking is, like, Tamika was super fun and, like, was always so nice to me. Like, I can remember Tamika being like, what's up, big? You're looking butt. Or, like, just really nice to me. Like, you're looking handsome or you're getting big. Or, like, I just always remember being so nice to me. And then, yeah, as you kind of get to be an adult, you realize more and more, like, huh, that might have been really uncomfortable for her. But mm-hmm. she, she did our, uh, she's a awesome photographer she did her wedding photography and her and my cousin danny were like two i remember them specifically being awesome 
during my wedding, I remember fucking hating after we got married, all the stupid family pictures we had to take, and I was like, I don't give a fuck about these. I'm never gonna look up. I'm never gonna look back. Maybe I, maybe I will. Maybe when I'm 60, I'll look back at the line of my family at my wedding, and I'll be happy that I took those pictures. But I was just stressed, and I knew everybody was downstairs waiting for us to eat, and people were hungry. And I specifically remember Tamika coming up to me and just putting her hands on her shoulder and going, "What do you need?" And I went, "I need scotch." <laughs> and she sent my cousin Danny to get me a scotch and brought me back scotch. Uh, but they're just awesome, awesome people. But yeah, it's a thing I never had to think about. That made me think of like my uh, my grandma is uh, my grandma was Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. Grew up in Ukraine. Uh, her her dad left when uh, she was uh, like fairly young. He came to Canada basically to try and get them a better life. Yep. Uh, so he came here, uh, he lived for a couple of years, he married a different woman, and then he sent for her and her sister to come live with them. And so, doesn't know any English, Ukrainian lady, like, just on a boat for months, gets, like, gets, like, gets, like, pulls into, like, some easterly state, gets on a train, uh, gets on a train, like, gets to, gets to Chicago, and, like, she's, like, she was husband, like, she's, like, that was the first time I saw a black man. And like, it's like, like she just kind of like stared at him, and he's like, "Where are you trying to go?" Like, 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 it was like <laughs> she was just like, like her eyes were wide, like she'd like. You know. I suppose that would be crazy if you're from Ukraine, where, and that long ago, where everybody's. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, and then, then she got down to California, and then they went to Toronto. Um. Let's see. Kibby says, believe me, that uncomfortable feeling goes both ways. Try being the only white boy from Kentucky visiting his black girlfriend's family in Brooklyn for a barbecue. Cool. That was fun and enlightening. I think those situations are very enlightening. Uh, where I went to high school, there, I would As say... A man, I do not think it's enlightening. It scares the shit out of me. No, it's very enlightening. <laughs> it's very enlightening to get a perspective of, like, you're not... It, do, it doesn't mean it's not intimidating. No, no, yes. But it's but very it's enlightening it's, to get those experiences of like of being the minority because where I went to high school it was white kids were not in the majority uh, I would say most of my friends were either black or Mexican in high school um, where I worked for a long time as a teenager uh, it was all Hmong kids and me and I like all the Hmong kids would literally refer to me as white boy like they didn't even call me by name they just called me white boy uh, nobody's like nobody's ever mean to me. We had a lot of fun, uh, and I goofed around with them a lot. But I, it was me. I was a white. I was the white kid, and then there was a Filipino kid named Marcus, and everybody else was Hmong, and I just got referred to as white boy. And they all spoke Hmong around me too, and I didn't speak Hmong, and they would talk shit about me in Hmong, and then laugh. And it was never like nothing. I don't ever remember anything being mean nature, but it was very much like, oh, this is. And I didn't think about it in those contexts back then where it was like, this is what it feels like to be the minority. But it was just, that was just the experience of like, I'm in a different culture and a, I'm just, I'm the, I'm the odd one out. Uh, yeah. And I think it's yeah. very, I think it's you very enlightening. You just have to work and not think about it. Correct. That's, if you want to start talking about privilege and all that stuff, that's where that yeah, comes that, in is that yeah. I just get to leave it. It's not my constant reality. But it's still, it's, it's, I, th- I think definitely for white people, it's still a good thing to experience is 
get out of your comfort zone and go somewhere where you're mm-hmm. you are in the minority yeah um yeah it's just it's a it's not a bad thing to experience uh kimmy says my favorite thing they kept telling me was do all people from ohio have a southern drawl you should have seen their eyes widen when i told them i was from kentucky (laughs) (laughs) uh well i'm not going to share that if 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 big j was still listening i'd share a story of his uh but it's his story and i'd want to check with him before i did um because it's not mine to share but i need another beer um i don't know if this is a good spot to transition do you want to hear dan get your phone up and 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 you can you can intro rob's random topic this time while i grab a beer you remember how to intro rob's random topic our first and only segment on this podcast uh is something we call rob's random topic we have a mutual friend that we have a text chain with that once a week we will email him or text him now and he must give us his first thought and best thought uh he cannot have a list he must come up with this thing off the topic top of his head Otherwise, his son will be very sad with him and not like him for the rest of his life. What? That's what we told his son to do. Who? Uh, What's happening? Uh, the I told Ben last time I saw him, you will have to hate your dad if he's lying to us. Ah, when you saw him at the bonfire? Correct. And he agreed. I mean, he, he laughed in my face and was soon. I meant he gets it. <laughs> ben laughed in your face? Yeah. Sing a bumper song? What the fuck is we talking about? I like Javin's comment. He's not a child, Adam. When don't you need another beer? Good question, Kibby. Alright, what's the topic? Uh, the topic is I'm going to get a beer now. Oh, okay. I'll just, I'll just vamp. Uh, now that Dan's not listening, because he can't hear me in the bathroom, because he took his headphones off, he's a little bit of a child. How often does Dan intro to a topic? I think he's done it one other time. I just wanted to make sure he remembered it. That tip's still for Big J, even if he's not listening. What the fuck is the bumper song? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Wrong chat, dot, dot, dot. Rob's random topic song. Rob still needs to record our intro. Okay, people, stop messaging me. Uh, sing the bumper song. What is the bumper song? Now it's just dead air. Hey, Dan's back. What kind of beer did you get? Oh, God, I'm back. Javin put something in the wrong chat. Oh. It's, I don't know what it means, so. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> 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 random topic. Gotta think of it. Uh, says the random topic is what kind of topics would you feel are the most random? <laughs> That's what was the word I was trying to think of in movie night chat, Dan? That I couldn't think of. That I said it's math questions that kill robots. What? <laughs> what 
What's the kind of question that kills a robot in like future? A, a logical fallacy. Logical fallacies. That's Nothing. why. I, that's why after it I said math because I. <laughs> once, I once I typed it, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not. Yes, math. yeah, a logical paradox. Logical yes. paradox. <laughs> what kind of topics are? What kind of random topics are the most random? Uh, this week, Rob's random topic is this. Uh, what's the most excited you've ever been for a movie to come out? What was that, Dan? Is it called Fanboy? Uh, Fang and Bone. It is a New Zealand style Oak Age Pilsner from Modest in Minneapolis. Oh, Modest makes good shit. Oak Age yep. Pilsner? Man, I wish you were here so I could actually try that. Mm-hmm. Pilsner, beer of the summer. Call it right now. Fuck yeah. Oh, hey, Probes. Now, now, now that Schwab's here, Probes. Yeah, Probes. Okay. What's the most excited... Is that how it's... For, uh, is that how it's for, is that I can't even remember. What's the most excited you've been for a movie to come out? Also, by the way, Real Talk Side Talk, Pat only texts us when the podcast is happening. Oh, my phone, I, it's just constantly lighting up. I don't know it's, what's going on. Yeah, it's crazy. I haven't muted, but I just looked in there and there were like 10 tweets or t- 10 texts because Pat's going crazy and he doesn't listen to the podcast. What a dick. So the first, the first one I remember being excited in that me and my buddies bought tickets beforehand to then go see is Phantom Menace. Like I remember getting tickets the before Star Wars Episode One. Oh, it's a, the oh, the Star Wars movie. Okay. Uh, I, didn't know and like, title. I think I saw it like twice in two days because it was it was supposed to be you know like this. Which one is Phantom like, Menace? Back, is that, it was like is a that thing. pod racing? Yeah, that's the pod racing one. Okay. Um. So I, I remember getting like overly excited for that because Episode One was just like it's like Star Wars is back. They had just re-released in theaters, you know. Uh, four, five, six. So you know, everyone, you know, people were thinking Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, and they were just, you know, everyone was just hyper jacked for for new Star Wars content. Um. Otherwise, I think Matrix Two. I I distinctly remember sitting in like standing in line for a long time, back when you couldn't like. Uh, you know, reserve seats and stuff like that. So, like, you had to, like, get in line at the theater at, like, a, at, like 10 o'clock at night for the midnight showing of Matrix 2 because everyone wanted, to, wanted see to see Matrix 2. I don't think I've ever done that for a movie. Oh, shit, uh, our, our films yeah. just dipped to 160 kbps. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, frozen right now. I guess I don't know if anything I'm saying is coming through, but... Uh, but yeah, like yeah, Schwartz is Matrix Two. Yeah, it's uh, that was that was a fun, that that was a cultural touchstone too. Like the Matrix caused such a. Did such the a second one suck? Her. I can't even remember. Was that? Did the second one suck? I can't remember. It it was it. I didn't I didn't hate it. Like it was still big and. But they they doubled down on like their on like the metaphysical like nonsense. Okay. So there, there's there's a lot of kind of extra. Which stuff. one is the one that everybody's mad at? The third one. 
Yeah, like, it, I think in hindsight, people can, like, watch them and enjoy them, but at the time, it was, uh, it, I think they were a letdown, if, like, story-wise. Side note. They, they, I, they looked amazing. I feel like the more Kibby shows up here, the the better I'm getting to know Kibby from just, <laughs> just through chat, because that, that, that answer doesn't surprise me. I'm like, that makes sense for Kibby. And then I thought to myself, like, I don't even know this dude. <laughs> but that, Kibby, for what the little bit I know about your personality, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, uh, being a movie you were the most excited for, with your sense of humor that's displayed here, makes sense. Uh, that's but, but as, as, a, as a guy that can get caught up in... Everything? Um, in, like, mystery box nonsense, like, 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 uh, like, Lost Style stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, Matrix 2, mm. and, like, parts of 3, when there's, like, this fucking dude in front of all these computers, like, saying all this nonsense stuff about what's going on in this world, like, I, I'm like, just like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, feed me more. I want it. I'm trying to think, man. I had movies as a kid... That I know I was excited for. Uh, I remember my buddy and I, Donnie, being really excited for Godzilla 2001 or Godzilla 2000. I think that's when it came out, yeah. Uh, I think we were really excited for that. Um, I'm sure there are other ones, but I can't think of them. I can't really think of many movies that I've been just insanely amped about and that was because we mentioned this topic very briefly today at work and then dan and i and rob <laughs> were all like we're not going to talk about it because we have to talk we'll talk about it in the podcast mm-hmm. if we talk about it now it's not going to do anything uh but our buddy mike javin po- pointed out one movie that i had been excited for and that's the th- i feel like i i wish like uh while the beef was in chat um or i wish vita manerson was in chat because I feel like other people are going to remember better than I would what movies I would have been ex- like very excited for. Um, I I'll do a schwad on Force Awakens because uh, I, lo- I I still like J. James a lot. Like I still like respect the man. He's like he's made some some of the like some of the fa- my favorite things I've ever seen in my life. Uh. And, like, him being at the helm of a Star Wars movie, I was, like, I was super jacked to see that. Uh, yeah. What, the one that comes the most to mind because it delivered is mm-hmm. uh, Inception. Uh-huh. I saw... Man, Christopher Nolan movies just get us jacked. I saw a teaser for Inception. I don't even remember what movie we were at, but I saw the teaser that's, like, it has the... I swear, I might not be right about this, but I feel like the teaser... The teaser Inception trailer was the first trailer that had the like, mm-hmm. like it had that tone, and the teaser was like them explaining what Inception was, mm-hmm. very briefly, and then like the end of it was showing the fucking city folding in on itself and just going, mm-hmm. and I was like sold, done. And it, I, that was the first time I, because I had just talked to Walla Beef uh, about how he didn't watch trailers for movies anymore, and I was like, "That's brilliant! I'm not, I'm not going to watch trailers for movies anymore." And I was so, I was just hook, line, and sinker for that movie, 
and then I went to see it, and it, like, knocked it out of the park. It was so good. It was everything I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. That, like, so that is probably the one that I remember the most. I was sure. the most yeah. excited to see it. Saw it right away when it came out, and left so happy. Um, I, I, like, if I think of, like, how hyped, man, like, like just bring up Nolan. Like, the fact that there can be a trailer for a movie that he has that comes out, like, a year, a year and a half later. Yeah. That's just Matthew McConaughey talking over himself, like, crying, driving through, like, a cornfield in the truck because he's sad about something, and he's talking about, like, going to going to space, and, like, yeah. like, that, like that's where our future is, and I, I'm just like, and I'm just like, uh-huh. At this like, point, I'm like, why? I'm just like, yes. Like, just I don't watch trailers for his movies anymore. I just, mm-hmm. I just go see Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, because like they, they him uh, even if he overextends, there's still an experience I'm not going to get anywhere else. Yeah, like I, what was the movie we were just talking about? Space movie. What's the that name was, of that movie? No, the one you were just talking about, driving through a cornfield, all that bullshit. Oh, Interstellar. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Interstellar was a movie where when it was done, I was like, that was fine. I'm not yeah. mad I watched it, but it wasn't. It wasn't like uh, it was an Inception. Or The Dark Knight, which is probably my exactly. favorite. What are the Nolan yeah. movies? Yeah. Dark Knight? What are, what are the Nolan movies out there? Well, you, you all three Batman. But Dark Knight, the second Batman, is my favorite Nolan movie he's ever done. Uh, Inception, uh, what, why can't they have Tattoo Guy? It's, 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 oh, it's uh, Memento. Backwards. Memento. Yes, Memento. Uh, Prestige, which is fucking amazing. Oh, Prestige might be better than Wolverine Dark versus Batman. You can't get any better than that. Prestige is really good. I forgot that was Nolan. I don't know what Tenant's about, but I want to watch Tenant real bad. I don't even it. know. I don't even know what that is, but I'll go see it. Well, I exactly. won't. I won't go see it. Uh, you haven't seen Dunkirk yet. That that's his like that that's his that most non-fantastic movie because okay. it's just about world. It's just about the World War and like a thing that happened to Britain in World War Two. Okay. It's very good. Like it's a, it's like I I thoroughly enjoy Dunkirk. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever see that. Hmm? I don't know if I'll ever see that. I just said yeah, I'll watch whatever Nolan makes. Yeah, <laughs> making a liar of myself. Uh, you know, there's exceptions to prove the rule because like you you watch every. Uh, yeah, he was uh, the other director I was going to bring up. Not David Lynch. Who's the the guy that does Fight Club? Fincher. Yes, like you watch every Fincher movie except Social Network. Except Social Network. There's, there's one movie that proves the rule. Tarantino might have sold me on Social Network, though. Oh, yeah, he said it was, what did he say was the best movie the past decade? Uh, but he's another one. I remember being very excited for, but I wasn't like amped for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. But that that trailer for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo that has that oh, that whatever that that but it's a cover. It's yeah. somebody covering a Zeppelin song. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm seeing this." Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually one of the movies that that breaks one of the things I typically do. Whereas if I see the movie, I don't read the books, or if I've read the books, I don't really have any interest in seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. I've done both of that, and I loved both. I've read *Girl with a Dragon Tattoo* twice, and I've seen *Girl with a Dragon Tattoo*. I don't know how many times. That movie's great. We, like, we we have adults have not done this many times, but like we as a group went and saw. Mission Impossible 4, and then the next day, saw Girl with the Dragon Tattoo in theaters. Really? Like we, were, we were back-to-back days to watch those movies. That's awesome. 
Uh, one of the movies I remember having a best experience at, even though it's not really a great movie, but we went to see a minute because one of the things Javin. So hold on, let me back up in because uh, a lot of chat has gone by. Uh, so, huh? No, no, no. I'm gonna go way back. So Schwartz said, "Lord of the Rings two and three, Force Awakens." Uh, Kibby says, I worked in a movie theater in high school, which is when South Park came to theaters. It had an R rating, and sneaking in got so bad, people were sitting on the ground and standing in the back because all the seats were taken. Uh, Javin says, what movie did we do midnight viewings of? Which is, I wanted to read that comment out loud because that's going to pertain to my next sure. comment. Uh, he said, Pirates of the Caribbean 2? Question mark? We went to two different theaters to see that. Uh, oh, wow. Schwartz says Spawn with Michael Jai White. Oh, and then nice. Kibby says, I got kicked out the first time I tried to see Pirates of the Caribbean 2. I got kicked out because I made a mother and her three <laughs> kids cry. Jesus. Uh, Schwartz says Batman. And He's talking about the Nolan movies. But why does he say Batman? Because all, all three Batman. Oh, okay. It was the lady from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs doing Immigrant Song. Thank you. That was the cover we were talking yes. about for the girl's dragon tattoo. So what movies did we see midnight viewings of? I wasn't super excited for this movie, but it was just like a, when we worked at Best Buy years ago. Yep, you got it. <laughs> a bunch of us just for some reason went to see 300, which nobody was like super pumped to go see, but it was like, yeah, we'll go see this. It was great. Like We, we went to see a theater, theater. It was great. at a theater that sat like a bunch of people i mm-hmm. i have no idea how many people but it was it's called an ultra screen and it sat tons of people and everybody who was there it was like everybody participated in it and it was so fun to be in that audience of like when they went this is sparta everybody in the audience just yelled it and it was the first time any of us were seeing it but you had seen it in the trailer and there were just certain parts where it was like, oh, or just, it was so fun to see with that audience mm-hmm. opening night. Uh, I'll never forget that. And I've never seen that movie ever again. It's not like a movie you got to see a bunch of times. It's not a, it's, it's a fine movie. It's like, that was fun. But mm-hmm. that experience of seeing it opening night with that crowd, and it was, I'm sure it was all the same, like, 18 to 28 white dudes like that was the range of people who were going to see that movie that night in Oakdale, Minnesota. It was, but it was just so much fun to see. Uh, okay, see, I thought Schwartz th- thought something was funny. He said, "I said Batman because Dan said Batman, and that amused me." <laughs> um, movies. There are three movies. No, I, I wish more people from the movie night chat were in chat tonight because I would trigger people. <laughs> there are three movies that, that I've been very excited for that were massively disappointing. The first one, which I will still hold to this day, that you guys all said was great, and then you've changed your tune on since. You maybe you didn't say it was great, but you said it was good, and maybe you don't change your tune now. You're like, yeah, it was fine. It's Prometheus. I was so amped to see Prometheus and me and Amber went and saw it like the day it came out and I was like I was like mad because as a kid growing up I had I loved Alien and Aliens I would watch it all the time I had like action figures from uh, Alien and Aliens I loved those movies and so when Prometheus came out it just looked so awesome it was such an awful movie that movie sucked 
And I remember, I remember getting a movie night and chatting with you guys about it. And I was like, what? How did you guys like this movie? It was terrible. Uh, I, was, I was in denial. That's what I think. I think that was one of those movies where I wanted it to be good. And I was like, I got to be honest. This movie sucked. Like, that was, was one reason why I was almost scared to watch The Leftovers. Hmm. Like, because I was in the same boat, like, like Ashwa is with, with David Lindelof, where it's like, he, he like, he, he burned, he's betrayed me, like, the, like, the Lost Bridge. Yeah. The like, it's like, I, can I trust this man? I should rewatch The Leftovers. Or try it again, was, I mean, I never, I never finished it. You know, yeah, your, your wife watched so I got someone to talk to. But that movie sucks. I, Prometheus was such a big bummer. Um... Dan, it's got you by it's got you by love. It's not a good good movie, but it looks good. You're not wrong. No. I also loved uh, Fastbender. Fastbender in that movie is great. Mm-hmm. Fastbender is the only good part of that movie. But I, I don't remember. I, it's years and years ago now. Is it a decade ago now? No, nice. it can't be. That Prometheus came out. It's, it can't be a decade. But it's years. I'll, I'll take it. You talk. It's years and years ago, so I don't remember exactly what was said, but I remember coming away with the impression that you guys were all saying it was good, and, and I was just like... But I experienced that all the time with everybody in Movie Net, where I'm like, I don't like that movie. 2012. <laughs> and everybody's like, you're a moron, and I'm like, yeah, I probably am, I don't know. Um, the next one is the one that Javin reminded me of uh, today at work. I was so excited for... what? What is the name of that particular Godzilla movie? This is called Godzilla. It's the Godzilla with uh, what's his nuts in it from Breaking Bad. What's oh, dude's it's name? Godzilla King of Monsters. I think this is called Godzilla. What's dude's name from Breaking Bad? Brian Cranston. Cranston. It's the one with Brian Cranston, and that was one where I was in a movie theater seeing a different movie, and I saw the trailer, which is the only time I'll see trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I saw the trailer for that, and I was like, "That looks awesome. It looks like a character." Okay, Javin says it's just Godzilla. Yeah. It looks like a character-driven Godzilla instead of just being like about a bunch of explosions mm-hmm. and city destroying. And I was so excited to see a character-driven Godzilla. And then that day too was uh, for some reason it worked out where Javin was going to bring me. I don't remember why that was a thing. Maybe it was, <laughs> maybe it was because we were going to cons. I don't remember. I don't remember why, but I remember all the two. I don't remember why. I don't. I don't remember going to cons, but Javin says we did, mm-hmm. and I'll believe you guys. It was an experience, the whole thing. But I was really excited. Cons. I don't know if they, they probably don't have cons in other states, do they? It was, it was cons. It was cons in Rosedale too, because we went to that theater. Cons is a, it's a Mongolian barbecue. If anybody knows what that is, uh, I'm mostly saying that for Kibby because I don't know if anybody else from outside is. Well, people would listen to this. Mongolian barbecue. It's essentially like a... You go through a line and you make this big bowl full of like however much meat and vegetables and noodles and everything you want and then they fry it up right in front of you and then you go eat it and it's delicious. Yeah. Uh, anyways, point of the story. For some reason I rode with you or with Javin. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who was driving, but I was excited because I was like, I'm going to get high as fuck before we go see this movie. Uh... I, honest to God, do not remember going to cons. I don't remember that we were in Rosedale. I swear to Christ we saw that movie in uh, the Marcus uh, by Fleet Farm. That's not, that's no, not it, what we saw? It, it, it was like a thing, because like we, we went to Rosedale cons, and then went to Rosedale theater. Why didn't we... we why we why each other. 
I honestly don't remember that. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, that I mean, I guess that would explain why I got lost at the movie theater because there's a movie theater I've never been to. Correct. Uh, okay, so he says we have Mongol. Kimmy says we have Mongolian barbecue. Um, it's not, it's not a Minnesota Mongolian thing. Well, no. <laughs> Our huge Mongolian population. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, let's see. Shrest is there. I remember a direct quote from you after seeing Godzilla with you, Adam. What was it? Ooh. But anyways, I was fucking... I was gone. Uh... <laughs> And when we got to the theater, I got lost at the theater. Like, you guys got me in with my ticket or whatever, and then I got lost when we were there. <laughs> and I, like, swear to God, I didn't know, because I've never, I guess I've never been to this theater. I don't remember that we were at a Rosedale theater, but I was like, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what, like, what theater we were in or what showtime anything was. And then I stumbled upon Ryan Corder. And Ryan was like, what's up, buddy? And I was like, oh my God, Ryan, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so and Ryan just brought me into the theater and sat me down. I was so excited. And then that movie is, it's just military porn. It's so, it's such a basic bitch movie. I was so was, bummed. I was so bummed by that. Because like, like the two things Wait, that the, movie can be. Hold on. Wait, what's the quote? All right, go ahead, Dan. Character study. Big things blowing up. Yeah. It tried to do both horribly. It just... Well, the monster dies in 10 minutes of the movie. Fighting. Yeah. Javin just says, uh... Because you, you, know, you know what a good, like, character-driven Godzilla movie is? Is the one done by, uh, Anno, the, the, the Japanese one. The Japanese one's great. Well, it's literally just... It's literally just an episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. Godzilla's the monster, and it's them just figuring out how to kill it. It's awesome. Yeah. What is the name of that one? That... That Godzilla? Uh, is that Godzilla King of Monsters? It's, no, it's something Godzilla. Uh, Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. It's Shin Godzilla. That one is awesome. If you haven't seen yeah. Shin Godzilla, that fucking rules. I'm still concerned as to why Javin just said, uh... I can't get in trouble for being high. This was years ago. I was young and dumb. Why did you say when it? When he shot his laser, I got hard. <laughs> that's... That's the quote that Schwann remembers. When he shot his laser, I got hard. I, that's the only part of that Godzilla movie I remember is him fucking... He grabs that motherfucker and shoots his laser and it was like, holy shit. That part yeah. is awesome. Oh, it says your stream froze for me. Okay. Oh, okay. I, thought, I thought you were concerned about me talking about being high and it's like, that was years ago. I can't get in trouble. Godzilla first gets his energy and he like looks up. Yeah, he like fucking like holds something. He, no, he hold, you're, you're doing the one where he goes up. This one he, he holds yeah. something and screams a fucking laser into his face. Yeah. That's awesome. But again, that's literally 13 seconds of this movie where it's the Brian whole... Pearson dies at the beginning. And he's such, he's like the whole fucking trailer. Him and his, him and his wife are like the best parts of this movie and they kill him. It's... I was so disappointed. So disappointed. Um, That's why he's so mad at Breaking Bad. The other one, before I get flamed, because I'm sure that Javin and Schwatt probably already know what it is. Oh, that it, I was so... copy-pasted a text document. They're going to start <laughs> I've gotten... I And I know I'll just get this until the day I die. I've gotten so much shit for this in our movie night group. Uh, for anybody who's new and listening... 
me and Dan and a bunch of our friends who are usually in chat have a group for 12, 13 years now. Every Tuesday we get together and we watch a movie. And that group has given me so much shit because I do not like Mad Max Fury Road. And, and I was... It's, it's, it's funny because those are times when, like, you, when you think to yourself like... Because that's happened to me where like something I, I just don't like something. It's like, I guess like I, I don't... Why don't I get this? And... Like, the Mad Max Fury Road one is, like, like, I don't, like, I don't love it on, like, a scale. Like, it's, I don't, like, it's not, like, near the top of my, like, best of the decade list. But, like, I can, I, I, I can get where, like, you would see, like, all these lists of, like, best movies of the decade and, like, Mad Max is somehow at the top of all these lists. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Wait, say that part again? So, like, like, I, I don't, I don't, like, dislike the movie or, like, I don't, I don't, like, uh. It's not high on my, like, best of the decade list. Yeah. Like, I, I put a ton of movies before it. And, like, I, I don't I don't get it as much as, like, Javin or, like, Schwarzenegger. Like, where, like, because, like, 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 also, like, I see all these, like, end of the movie, like, end of the year, end of the decade movie lists. And, like, Mad Max is, like, one. I don't know. I'm just, like, I don't, like, I, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was the greatest film. Didn't even like I. It. I but it's I for you is something different. I was actually listening to uh, a podcast. I want to just I want to just like make them an honorary sponsor. I want to talk about this podcast every week. Uh, there is a podcast called We Have Concerns. It is my favorite podcast. Are they actually back? Yes, and okay. it's been the best thing in my life. That's not true, but <laughs> I'm so like at a time that I have needed that podcast to be back is 2020, and they're back. And they're better than ever because their episodes are now like an hour-ish. It's Jeff Kanata and Anthony Carboni, if you know who either of those guys are. It, it's, the, it's the best. It's better than ours by a long shot. What? <laughs> but it is the best podcast ever. I love that podcast so much. I'm so happy it's back. But the one I was listening to this week, Jeff Kanata was talking about how he's really trying to reframe the way he talks about art he doesn't like. And mm -hmm. him saying, like, it's not a movie that I enjoyed. Instead of saying, like, that movie fucking sucks. <laughs> Which is, you and you and uh, Javin pointed out recently to me within the last six months. We were out at uh, Barrel Theory having a beer. And mm -hmm. Javin was like, I, I vividly remember. Because it was a moment for me, like, well, I guess I do know that, but I never realized it bothered people. Which is so stupid to say now because it seems so obvious. But Javin was like... You know, you know how you can be, and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "You know, you're kind of like, you're kind of like abrasive, and you're like that's stupid, and it makes you stupid." And I was like, "Well, I don't think it makes you like it. It didn't register to me that when I was like, this movie fucking sucks.' It was like I'm also the way that I was framing it was making it personal. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, like yeah, like we like we suck because we are like we're stupid because we like it. It was never my intention. No, but like I, yeah. But once Javin pointed, like that's why I, I value honesty and directness so much because I really think in my life there's so much I do that I don't realize I'm doing, and I'm really not. I, I was genuinely never trying to do that, like to hurt anybody's feelings or make anybody feel bad. And so it was like this moment of realization, like, oh shit, when I talk like that about stuff I don't like, I'm literally making people feel bad, and it's I feel so stupid now saying it because it's like. Well, no shit, dumbass. 
But it just like it, it wasn't. Over. It didn't. I didn't get it. I did. I did. I didn't see it. And so once, like, I just had this very vivid memory of him going like, "You know how? Like, yeah, but you know how you can be." And I was like, "What? No, I don't know how I can be." <laughs> I, I so like the closest to that was there's the so like the Onion, which is a bastion of our society. Yeah, for being like no, nothing speaks truth to power more than the Onion. Yep. Uh, but so they have like their videos, and there's like the Onion film stand where this guy just reviews movies. Uh, I, I watched this Onion review again like last week because I'm a dummy. And I love this stuff. Uh, but he's he's reviewing Mamma too. But the whole review is about him talking to a, like someone that's like lost their like. It's like, but you you just sit here. It's like and you just Wait, play it's, it, and it's like it's someone it's, who lost their what? Uh, it's it's like it's basically about a guy who's just like. Their friends are loving this Mamma Mia 2 movie, but he's like, he's, he's making fun of them because it's not its artistic triumph. Okay. And they're just like, something's wrong with you. Like, well, we don't know what died in you. And I, like, I, I remember, I, like, I, like, I think, I think it was me, you, and Jen, and it's like, jokingly put it on TV before movie night once, and you, like, looked at me, and you're like, is this about me? <laughs> something's wrong with you. <laughs> we don't know what died in you. I don't know. It was... <laughs> It's a, I feel like it's a moment I'll remember for a long time because it was just, it was this moment of like, it was just a very re, like real realization for me of like, oh shit, I'm coming off like that to people. And like, it, that's not like, 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 I should have said, I still feel earlier. bad about it. Like to, to this day, I still feel bad that I ever made anybody feel bad for liking something they liked because it, it was never my intention. It was just like. The way, because if it was like, why don't you like it? I would be like, because it's un, it's unimaginative, and it, like, and I would just explain the reason I liked it. And I was like, in my head, it was like, I'm just answering your question. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, I didn't think about the other person emotionally. I don't like, and and I, I still feel bad about that. And so listening to Jeff Kanata talk about Jeff Kanata, who's like a person I've never met, but somebody I look up to and kind mm-hmm. of admire in certain ways listening to him talk about how he's trying to redefine the way he talks about art he doesn't like. I was like, hey, that's cool, because I've been trying to redo that, where I'm saying, like, Mad Max, a part of it was I had seen a trailer for it, and so I had certain expectations, just like Godzilla, going into it, and then the movie didn't turn out that way. And so... I, I felt like it was a shitty movie because it wasn't the movie that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. But also, we watched it one night for a movie night. I fell asleep during it and then just got up and went home. Where it's just not... I just don't like that movie. Mm-hmm. It's... From my perspective, it's... the. I'll never say, like, the stunts and the... Uh, they're not special effects. What would you call them? Would you just call them stunts? Sure. They're like, they're like the practical effects. Practical effects. Thank you. The practical effects in that movie are remarkable. They're definitely feats. They're triumphs. Um, but that movie bores the shit out of me. It's so predictable. It's so straightforward. It's... I don't know. It's just dull. It's... I don't... There's nothing in that movie that entertains me for... It's like if I want—I don't know—if I wanted to go watch cool car tricks, I, I could go watch 
monster trucks or something. And that, that, that's probably a statement that makes people feel bad. But that's, I'm not saying that's what it is. It's just that's, that's my perception of it is like if I wanted to see people doing cool shit in cars, I'd go watch that. I don't need to watch a movie. It's 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 interesting that like 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 you like they were talking about Mad Max right now. Like I I went back and I was watching some uh, there's this YouTuber Lindsay Ellis who does some like great breakdowns of like uh, just different different like movies or genres or like th- like things in literature. It's it, uh, but she was talking like there was a, a video that I watched again last week called Three uh, X Structure Why It Matters. And she talks about, in glowing terms, like, the things in Mad Max in its three-act structure that make... But, but like, and, that, and that's just something where, like, like that's, like, the... They're just... Because, like, I've had that feeling, too, with, like, a certain thing where, like, I just don't connect with this thing. Yeah, and that's what there's it is. Ob- there's obviously something in it that, if it's held to such a high regard, that it's not just, like, the stunts. Like, there's, there's obviously something in it that I just can't see... Yes. ...that makes it this transformative experience. There's something but, in that movie... Really... it's just... Whatever. I just don't connect with. Yeah. And that's that's the part I'm trying... I'm trying as I get older to be better and and learn how to be better at talking about that stuff that I don't like but there is there's something in it to me that's unimaginative I, I, I'm trying to be better like not going to your not like because I'm not at your part of the scale on certain things no but, I, but I'm trying to be better at if I don't like something that speak, is very popular to speak your mind Admit that to myself, okay, and not just kind of glad hand it, okay. Like be like, I just don't get, like I just don't get this thing. And so like that's kind of like that was kind of like my come up and set like the end of the decade stuff with like the Mad Max. I'm just like I like we talked about like the, the, when we talked about our movies of the decade. I'm just like I just didn't like I liked the movie, but I didn't like I didn't I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dislike it like you did, but I didn't think it was this. Uh, I didn't think it was anywhere near my top movie of the decade. Yeah. That makes sense. Dislike is a strong word. I don't yeah, dislike yeah. it. It's just boring. I don't know. I just yeah. it didn't do. There's that, some there's some of, aspect of, of it that doesn't it. register like, with my brain. When like, because it's like like that's like the tricky thing about that sort of art, where it's like there's obviously something there, but when it comes to uh, that sort of experience, like if you just don't get it, or you just didn't get that piece of it, it's two hours and ten minutes to try and get it again, and it's like I don't want to get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt when you watched it the second time. But again, to your point, like understanding the fact that like someone had that transformative experience and thought it was that great. Yeah, it's to to come out and say, "Well, you're stupid," or like this thing was stupid. But that's like, never. That's I never, like, I never said really, that. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Can I? Can, can okay? Because yeah. I never, I never tried to like make it a personal attack. I understand that it came off that way, and I'm try. I've tried to like get better at yeah. critiquing art 100%. that I don't like. But I never tried to come out. I my intention was never to say, and I don't think I ever said directly like it's stupid and you're stupid for liking mm-hmm. it. Um. Yeah, I it 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 
it's a weird thing. The, th- the time I remember kind of what you're describing, uh, <laughs> Schwartz is weird for sure watching Mad Max now when movie night comes back. <laughs> I'll sit through the whole thing because that was ba- The reason I left was that was back when I would get up at 4.30 every day to write. You were exhausted. And it was just like, how do I ban Javin? How do I ban Javin? Can I just make it? <laughs> three minutes? You can't talk for three minutes. Um, no, I... Uh, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, kind of along the lines that you're saying, I remember having an experience where I wanted something to be good so bad. And good is... Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say good. I wanted something to be good for me so bad that I lied to myself about it and I remember having a... I can remember exactly where I was sitting when I had the moment of realization. It was at Amber's aunt and uncle's house in uh, Lake Minnetonka. Mm-hmm. And it was the album December Underground by AFI, who's one of my favorite bands ever. Uh, they have arguably my favorite album of all time. It's, it, it's like a three-way tie between 10 by Pearl Jam, Francis the Mute by the Mars Volta, and then Sing the Sorrow by AFI. It's mm-hmm. it's one of my three favorite albums that's ever been made. And I was so excited for their next album. And I just kept lying to myself about how much I liked it. And I remember having this, sitting there and having this realization of like, I don't like this album. I want it to be good so bad that I'm willing to deceive myself into thinking that I like it. And I just am kind of miser- like I don't like listening to it. I'm not like when you listen to an album you really like, you can just sit. For me, at least, you can just sit and do nothing else and listen. And I found myself getting bored doing it. And it was it was just a moment as a young man of having a realization of like I don't like this, mm-hmm. and that's okay. I don't. I can just say I don't like it. It's just not. It's not what I wanted it to be or expected it to be, and. Mm-hmm. And oh well, I don't have I don't have to define myself by the art that I like. If that makes sense, it was like mm-hmm. I I like their other stuff. I like everything up until this album, and I haven't really Crash Love is a is 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 a fine album, but I just have this very distinct memory of saying like I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm not gonna like I'm just gonna be honest. If I don't like something, I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We got a new viewer. I'm completely full of bullshit. Says Sicario is actually pretty boring. <laughs> it definitely is because Jack and Jill. I guess well, since he's I guess the na- I guess the na- <laughs> your statement's got to fix the na- fit the name. Uh, Jack and Jill. You know you know what in the movie. Imagine uncut gems. You just decide them. Except Adam Sandler also plays a woman. Is that also, what Jack and Jill? Is? Also, what is he plays his sister. Hold on, I was thinking of a different movie. No, Jack and Jill is, I believe, is just Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler playing his sister. What's the movie? It's supposedly one of the worst movies of all time. (laughs) It's got Jack Black in it, whatever I'm thinking of. Shallow Uh, Hal? Shallow Hal? Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay, he gets tricked into... Okay, full bullshit says, yeah, that's the one. Yep. Um, but those those are three movies that I was really excited to see, and then very disappointed in afterwards. I got. I was thinking at some point of like being a kid and movies that I was. I remember going to the theater and being like excited to go watch, 
um, there were a couple with, uh, I remember seeing Hot Shots Part Duh with, like, my dad and my sister in the theater and, like, being, like, excited to go see that. But I, I also remember, like, uh, for my birthday two years going and seeing Suburban Commando and being super jacked to go see that with my buddies for my birthday and Cool Runnings. <laughs> and being, like, super excited to go see Cool Runnings with my friends for my birthday. It was great as a kid. Cool Runnings is great. I haven't seen it as... I saw it as a teenager, but I haven't seen it as an adult. But I remember loving Cool Runnings as a kid and a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, um, did they flip that bottle at the end? And the egg is not broken? It's a dream come true. <laughs> I don't really... Like, I can't think of the next movie I'm very excited to see. The, um, I was it's, pretty... It's, it's, it's Tenet. Huh? It's, it's the Nolan one it's July. The Nolan I mean, it's that. I was excited to see Uncut Gems and kind of bummed by that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kibby says I was excited to watch okay. Heavyweights. What's that? It's uh Ben Stiller uh runs like a fitness camp for like cool kids, and there's a a camp for chubby kids that's supposed to like make them. Oh no, wait, no, he runs that one. Sorry, I forget. It's just it's the same camp. Uh, he runs that one, and he's very mean to these kids. Okay. Uh, and it's just you know, and they have to compete against the cool kid rich camp, and they learn that they can be okay with themselves. Comedy. Okay, it's called Heavyweights. It's a kid. It's a kids movie from the from the nineties. Oh, really? I don't remember that at all. I can't. My buddy Donnie and I used to bike. Good my, for you. We used to. <laughs> <laughs> we used to bike miles to the movie theater to go see movies all the time. But I don't remember. You know, I was probably. I don't fully remember how excited I was, but I was probably like super jacked to see Mortal Kombat. Oh, I can't imagine when I was like my parents leading right. up to the release of Mortal Kombat. I was probably like just like bouncing off the walls. I'm like, also certain, I'm also certain I was fucking unbearably excited to see the Power Rangers movie. Yep. I can remember getting mad at my mom because I thought we were going to be late getting home and I wanted to see the epi- the first episode with Lord Zed. And my mom was my mom was late to pick me up and I was like f- I was freaking out because I thought we were going to be late to see the first episode where Lord Zed came into Power Rangers. So I'm sure I was like unbearably excited to see fucking the Power Rangers movie. Oh yeah, there, there's no way. But I just don't. Uh, I don't really remember how excited I was. The only movie this is this is a weird childhood memory that like I only that I remember where we we tried to go to a movie, but the tickets were sold like literally sold out. We just couldn't see the movie we wanted to go see. Uh, was Beauty and the Beast? Like we just like we were, like we went to like the theater on Friday to go see Beauty and the Beast. It was just literally just sold out. It's like oh. What do we do now? Like, you went, I guess we go to Blockbuster on the way home, and we get, we, get a, we get a different movie, and we try again. That was you and your family. I'm sorry, yeah. I got distracted by Jeff's statement. <laughs> Jeff says, "I think Jeff walked out of Mortal Mom." <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, <laughs> 
Mortal Mom is so funny to me. I walked out of Mortal Mom at the end. I, I think Jeff walked out of Mortal Mom at the end, called his mom to tell him to pick him up later because he wanted to see it again. Awesome. And then Jeff or Javin corrects to Mortal Kombat. Not Mortal Mom. <laughs> but Javin says he wanted to do the same. He wanted to just see it right away again. I can only imagine that, yeah, me as a child would have been just, like, at peak. Oh, yeah. It's the like, f- just jacked for the, that. The first two CDs I ever bought was uh, a Mariah Carey CD, who's, Amber, if you're still listening, Mariah Carey's not a country singer, and uh, the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Uh, Kibby says, when I worked at the theater, the movie all the kids wanted to see was a Rugrats movie. I didn't even know that was that they ever made a Rugrats movie. I feel like I feel like I had to have watched it. Just because I growing up I watched I'm gonna get another beer. Every episode of of Rugrats. I'm I must see that Rugrats movie. I never watched any of the the Rugrats as like teenager stuff that came out afterwards. A little too old for that. Uh, but yeah, man, watching Hulk Hogan drink antifreeze with the Undertaker in a bank vault still sticks out in my mind as a childhood memory. What? So there's this, there's this point in Suburban Commando where they best crack of it all night. They spray him with like some freezing spray to try and freeze him. Yeah, yeah. And it cuts to him like the clouds coming down, and he's like putting something away from his lips, and he just finished drinking. He goes, "Antifreeze," <laughs> and I've been like, <laughs> <laughs> and like losing my shit that he just drank antifreeze to not get frozen by a character that's being played by the Undertaker that's supposed to be some alien in the movie. Yeah, so Urban Command is Hulk Hogan, right? Yes. Yeah. He's a, he's an alien, and he's being like hunted by other aliens. I think. I vaguely remember that movie. Uh, it's Mr. Nanny. That movie scared the shit out of me as a kid for some reason. I I watched Rugrats all the time as a kid, but I never. I I, I had no idea there was a movie. There's one line from Rugrats, the cartoon show, that sticks with me to this day, and it's just. I think they were moving in their neighbors. And the moving guy is looking at the box and it says, like, fragile. And he goes, hey, Frank, what does fragile mean? And I just, that just, like, it's, 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 just, it's just, like, stuck in my head forever. That, uh, what's the movie that fragile? Some guy named fragile. Is that Naked Gun? That, that, that reference to fragile is in my head as a very young child, but I think it's from Naked Gun. It, it might be. Always boxing. Some guy named Fragile stole so much from like those things. Those guys that were, you know, of a certain age, just kind of remember watching as kids. Or is it a Christmas story? No, I think it's Naked Gun. Yeah, I think it's Naked Gun where he says all these boxes are marked for some guy named Fragile. I can't think of what that's from, but I have a memory. (laughs) It is a Christmas story. Okay. 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 Where he tells like a dad joke, and he's like, "Yeah, this box." 
It's marked for some guy named Fragile. Okay. And yes, Schwat. He is in Suburban Commando. Undertaker acts in a movie, Schwat asks. Um, fuck, I had something I wanted to say. Oh, they made a Simpsons movie, right? I'm almost yes. certain I saw it, but I have, I have literally zero memory of a Simpsons movie. Yeah, that was that was. Is it good? Just, that was a couple scenes after the point where we stopped watching. Okay. Um, have you seen it? And like the U.S. government, like hates the city or something, and they like put a dome around them or something. It's like under the dome. Yeah, and there's lots of weird violence. By the way, I am I have now had enough beer to forget that I have shingles, but I remember hey, I remembered real quick when I stood up like a no- <laughs> like like I can stand up normal and it fucking hurt. Oh shit. I remembered real quick and I didn't like it and now it's just reverberating pain in my crotch. Uh let's see Javin says Spider Pig? That's for, that's for the Simpsons movie. Okay. As, as, as Schwartz says, it's very forgettable. Spider Pig was the thing everyone liked from the trailer. And then Javin says, is Green Day in it? Man, I, I have zero were. memory of a Simpsons movie. Like, I know what it is. I may have never that, seen it. Like, I barely remember, like, a general in it. And that's it. That's a There's no way I didn't movie. see that movie. There's no way. I had so to see that movie. Of course, of course you did. Man, but I don't remember. I, I, I remember, remember nothing from it. But I even remember seeing, like, well, when we were kids, we loved Beavis and Butthead Do America. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Donnie and his older brother watched that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, not too many other movies, though, that I remember being like, I, there has to be more. There has to be you, more. You might, like, in recent terms... You were probably very excited to go see Midsommar. I was excited to see Midsommar. That movie was good. I it, still, it wasn't like the level that you would have been when you were when you were younger, but you were definitely like excited to go see it. Uh, you, me, and uh, Javin went to see that together, didn't we? Yeah. I still need to watch that movie again because it didn't. That's another movie where like I went into it thinking it was going to be another uh, hereditary. Hereditary. Which is probably the best movie I've seen in the last ten years, and it wasn't. Was that movie for best of the decade? Is that what we watched for yours? Hereditary was best of the decade. Yeah, it was the one where Nick walked out during probably the most important <laughs> scene in the fucking movie. And we couldn't. We couldn't just Nick, say, hey, Nick, Nick, sit down. The big thing's gonna happen. <laughs> Everybody who had seen that movie. So to set the stage for our movie night, we have themes all the time. And some like some weeks we'll just go weeks on end with no theme, and some weeks we'll have a theme like we did a planes, trains, and automobiles where we did how many of us are there? Eight, I think. There's eight people, eight or nine, where we had eight weeks in a row where everybody had to pick a movie that involved a plane, and then eight weeks in a row where everybody had to pick a movie that involved a train, and then eight weeks in a row where everybody had to pick a movie that what involved an automobile. And then at the very end of it, to culminate the whole thing, we watched the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which holds up. That movie's fucking great. So one of the recent things we did was to watch uh, what we consider were our best movies of the decade. And my pick was a movie 
that's titled Hereditary, uh, which I'm not going to spoil, but if you haven't seen Hereditary, it's fucking amazing. It's such a, if you like horror movies and being scared, it's such a good movie. Uh Um, but there's a very important scene in that movie. And it's like Dan said, uh, our, our friend Nick smokes and he got up in the middle of this movie to go have a cigarette at our, not even arguably at absolutely the worst time to go have a cigarette in that movie. But there are other people in the room who haven't seen hereditary. And so you can't just go like, no, 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 Nick, the big thing is about to happen. Just sit down. Like, otherwise you fucking ruin everything for everybody else who hasn't seen that movie. You just ruin this, this moment that the whole movie has been building to up until this point. It's, it's, it's had so many red herrings about this moment and then it comes and it's not, like, it's so, per- oh, fuck, it's, I love that. It's so perfect because it has so many red herrings about what is, go- what, what's the awful thing that's going to happen. And it just mm-hmm. keeps fucking, that movie's so good because it throws all the shit at you about what, what is the bad thing that's going to happen. And then like, this, this thing that you can't even expect happens, you're like, what the fuck? And mm-hmm. Nick, Nick was just gone. And he comes back five or ten minutes later, and it's, I swear to Christ, it's a completely different movie after that point. And so I don't know. He, there's no way he could have enjoyed that movie. It's so different. I feel like he like sits down. Like I feel like they kind of like look at me like, do you know? No, we paused it and explained what happened to him. Because it's so, it's such a 180. I wrote like he stood up and like walk out silently. I'm, I think because like Javin always sits to like my left. Yeah, and I'm, I don't look at him like. I don't know what we're supposed to do here. I think I, I'm pretty sure Schwat had seen it before. Schwat, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like what I remember is I looked at you, and then I looked at Javin, and then I looked over at Schwat, and was just like, well, it was like a nonverbal agreement between everybody I looked at. I'm just like, we can't say anything, or it ruins it for other people. It just, it, it was so, I was so bummed at that moment of like, Fucking, mm-hmm. you can't go for two hours without having a cigarette, Nick? Okay, well, Schwad. I just remember looking at people like, uh, he's just going to have to leave. I'm not going to ruin, like, I'm not going to ruin this for the other people in the room who haven't seen this. Mm-hmm. That was so funny. How did we get on that? Oh, because you were talking about Midsommar. Yes. I fun. was, after seeing Hereditary, I was very excited to see Midsommar. Um, right after... But I think <clears throat> Midsommar, I, d- I only saw the basic, the teaser trailer for it. It's Ari Aster. Is yes, that what you're looking up? Uh, yeah. Midsommar, I'd only seen the teaser for it. And I think I made a mistake going into that movie wanting it to be another hereditary, and it's not, which is why I need to watch that movie a second time. But it's not a short movie, and it's hard for me... Yeah. It's hard for me to find time to just sit down and watch a movie uninterrupted. Uh, <clears throat> even uh, Uncut Gems, I watched. How long is that? How long is Uncut Gems? Can you look that up quick? That's not super long, I don't think. It's probably two hours, I guess. I watched it over the course of five hours. 
Uh, fifty million dollars. What? How long is it? Fifty million dollars. <laughs> uh, it's well, actually, it's two fifteen. Can you look up how long that is real quick? Uh, $50 million. <laughs> Two fifteen is what you said? Right? Yeah. What did you think? Hold on. What did you think? Of her ass. Holy shit, dude. Holy is that an shit. Shit. That's the best part of that fucking movie. Holy shit. It's ensemble. <clears throat> yeah, I actually meant to mention that when I talked about it. That thing is... It seems fake. Yeah. I. It's probably not, because you, you like see it in all of its glory in that movie. But there's also a part later in the movie, after you've already seen her like undressed, right? Mm-hmm. Where she's walking in a very tight like miniskirt, and it, I was looking at it like, what is that the same actress? Because that thing seems ridiculous in that skirt. That girl has a butt on her. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, Schwartz says, "Uncut Gems" would be a hard movie to come back to after pausing, subjecting yourself to more stress. I honestly didn't find it that stressful. It was I just I didn't. The trailer was very stressful. The movie itself was like, it was it was too predictable to be stressful. You've always hated Kevin Garnett. <laughs> you're like you're like he left us. No, here in Minnesota. I like Kevin go Garnett. Play in, go play for the Celtics. And he won a, he won two rings, right? I think yeah, I think, yeah he. I know sports. Won one of the Celtics. Like, I know sports. Uh, ears. Ray Allen? Look at that. Two other guys in that Celtics team. Yeah, Ray Allen. Sports genius. Ray Allen seems like a white guy name. No, the boys. Damn it. Ray Allen seems like a like a actor who would have been on SNL. Ray Allen. That doesn't make any sense. How do I edit that out of the podcast? Uh, I did. Don't worry. Hit the button. Okay, thanks. Uh, yeah, that movie wasn't stressful. Maybe I ruined it by watching it over the course of five hours, but that's how I have to watch movies now. Um, until my kids get a little older. That, that, that could be... I'm sure that it's like a somewhat detriment to certain movies. Because like... You gotta, you, like, you, got, you, you gotta remember the audio. Hour you gotta, hours? Oh, you're talking about what I just said. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was talking about... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. Because like, I'm sure there's certain things where it's like, since you can't escape this thing for two hours, you you have to be like... Uh, there, there probably is, in the way it's edited, in the way that it's... I'm sure that affects that sort of thing, where if you hit... Like, if you if you can leave and come back, you've, you've kind of... Like, maybe you've, like, kind of lessened the impact. Yeah, you're not wrong, but also, like, I saw Fury Road and Prometheus in theaters where I couldn't pause or leave. No, I, I could have sworn you yelled at the guy doing the projector, and you're like, buddy, gotta go pee. Pause it. Hit the pause button. Um, I, I'm sure it does in some way, but there have also been movies since having kids where I've watched like that over the course of several hours because mm-hmm. I have to pause and do other things or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I've thoroughly enjoyed. 
Oh yeah. So I don't know. I it, like I was saying, it's not that one's not bad. It's just not. I, it was just kind of predictable, and I feel like in a movie like that where you're trying to build tension and build suspense the whole time, it was like. I can't. I, we can talk about it maybe more in movie night because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody yeah, who right. might be listening. But there was just there was there was very little tension in that movie because I didn't I didn't feel like they set it up in any way that anything was actually at risk. And so it was just like, well, I don't unless they do something that surprises me. At which point it will amp up the tension because I'll be like, oh shit, this movie's doing something I didn't expect, mm-hmm. which is different that's not a twist it's just if you're gonna do that style of movie if you're gonna do that genre of movie for me you just you can't make it what all the movies that are like that that have come out before are like because i just i can see where it's going and so there's no tension there's no suspense there's no stress in it it's just like all right i kind of get where this is going and so until you do something in the movie that is unexpected, there's no, there's no suspense built in it. There's, I, there's, I'm not invested in it. Does that make sense? We'll, we'll have to, yeah, oh, 100%. But we'll, yeah, we'll have to talk about this in a spoiler-free zone. Yeah. Because Schrott just there, said the same like thing. Schrott said, man, I could not agree, disagree with you more about there being no risk. But I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. It, it, exactly. Now, that's why That's why we, we, we just won't talk about that, that sort of stuff. We can talk about that tomorrow. Uh, yeah. As we're scanning shit or whatever. Um, well, Schwab won't be there. We'll, 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 we'll zoom in. Um, yeah. Uh, what the fuck? What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to talk about Javin's comment. Uh, Jevin says, Adam has a hard time suspending disbelief in movies. I sometimes worry that that's my problem, but then I read so many fucking crazy uh, books that that's, there's there's no way that's my problem. <laughs> it can't be. It can't be. Um, actually, with uh, I, th- we talked about this last week. With Schwartz uh, says, Dan, just pretend to be me. I got, I do, I got some fake glasses I can put on. Perfect. Can you... T- talk about jujitsu all the time because <laughs> schwa talks about jujitsu all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um we were just talking about this last week kind of where space force when i was watching it the i think it's the second episode i was like oh are they jumping the shark and then I kind of realized, like, oh, no, this this is a show that is, like, um, AP Bio, where it's, like, max ridiculousness, or community. Mm-hmm. It's just max ridiculous. So you, you have to just completely suspend your reality and, and, and disbelief. And then that, then that show is really, that show is a lot of fun, mm-hmm. Space Force says, but it's, you have to kind of let go of the idea that this is based in any kind of real government setting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the first, there are parts of the first episode that it set it up like, oh, this is going to be like a comedy, but that's kind of taking place in reality. And then you watch that second episode and you're like, wait, what? But then once you figure out that like, oh no, this is completely ridiculous. 
it becomes a lot more fun. And that's how I feel about AP Bio or Community, where it's like, oh, I just have to completely let go of the idea that anything is real. This is just a, like this is just a completely different universe, and then it gets fun. And those shows do things that are unexpected, but you just have to. If you're expecting them in a normal setting, it's nonsense. But if you're if you're operating within the parameters of that world, then the things that are unexpected are fine. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to hear Schwat tell me why I'm wrong. I'll do my best as Schwat. I'm not... I don't think... Uh, you know, it's like the whole... We have a stupid thing. I get... And I don't, I don't mean this literally, but like... I get shit on so much in our movie night group for so many like different things where I'll just get picked on in a fun way. Uh, for Fury Road is one of the big ones. Uh, the other big one is me not... I think we talked about this movie on the last podcast. I don't consider Pearl Jam a grunge band. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did, we did, I feel like we talked about that for like a while trying to define what grunge meant. But that's not, those aren't things where I'm like... Those are things where I'm willing to relent and say like, listen... I can I get that you like I'm not saying you guys are wrong but I'm just saying from my perspective this is how it is. Mm-hmm. And there are probably enough people who like uncut gems and would agree with way that it is that there's a lot of risk involved uh, and there's a lot that's unexpected in that movie but I'm not one of them. I just feel like you know everything that's coming in that movie every twist and turn. Did you freeze? No. <laughs> Are you ready to be done? I was waiting for you to stop saying stupid things. <laughs> that movie sucks. No, I'm just kidding. It didn't suck. It was fine. It was like, I wasn't ever not entertained by it, but it was just like, it's just a gangster movie. I don't know. It's just a, it's about a guy dealing with gangsters. I don't know. It's secretly about the Holocaust, Adam. Wait, is it? No, not 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 even remotely. That was the only thing I was like, maybe there's something going on in this movie that I'm not picking up on because they have. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. Kevin Garnett. No, what I'm thinking about spoil. Well, there is. There's that whole scene where Kevin Garnett holds the rock for the first time. That's not spoiling anything because that's in the first like ten minutes of the movie. He holds the rock, and then there's the whole thing, and I was like. I was really invested then, and then just got less and less invested. Like, what? What? Yeah. There's nobody left in chat. We've driven them all away. Amber wasn't in chat for very long, which makes me worry that my daughter's being a dick. She was replaced by Schwat. That doesn't make any sense. What are you looking at? <laughs> text from Mike. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I want to get into another topic. Uh, but I, don't, I don't really have anything left to say to you. Not not about uh, not about movies that I was super hyped for. Like like what that mean? Like pulling up like a movie, like movies that are coming on next year list and like going down them. What's the next movie you're hyped for? What was it called? 
And that's Nolan? That's the Nolan movie. I'll just see that movie. I don't know anything about it, though. Although I never it's, saw it done. Probably got something to do with time. Probably got something to do with space. I guess I'm going to do it at the end of the world. Cool. I'm all in. Uh, I remember I was also excited to see... Because uh, I love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I shouldn't say I love. But I, I, when I was younger, I really enjoyed that book. I read it twice in a row. Uh, and that movie was fine. It wasn't great. But it was like, yeah, that was fine. So he already answered that. I did already. Well, what do I... No, it's Godzilla. Godzilla. No, Godzilla was way more disappointing than Mad Max. Yeah. Because Mad Max, at this point, maybe if you would ask me right after I seen Mad Max, but at this point, I've come to the perspective of like I just had the wrong. Like, if I had really actually known what that movie was going to be, I just never would have seen it, and then I wouldn't have an opinion on it. It would be like, yeah, I'm not interested in that movie, and then nobody would really care because you're just like, all right, well, he just doesn't want to see that movie. But I went into that movie thinking again, it was going to be like a really like kind of like the first Mad Maxes where it's very character driven and it's not like big crazy shit going on and I was like that's going to be cool that they're going to be doing like a return to character driven stuff and then it was like it wasn't that and so my response was like well that sucked but that's not really the right response it's just like that's just not a movie I should have seen but the trailer had strictly character driven so I get what you're saying the trailer had me convinced it was going to be very character driven uh X-Men 3, I was just thinking of this. That that might be it. <clears throat> Which one's X-Men 3? What do they do there? They uh, That's like the... I haven't seen any of the X-Men movies. Oh, really? How the, so? The, like Jean Grey's The Phoenix. We can spoil that. That's old enough. Oh, 100%. Like that was, that's fucking like 15 years ago. Uh, that, was, that movie was such a letdown after X-Men 2 being so cool. I've never seen any of the X-Men movies. What's X-Men 2? Uh, they, they just go, like, it just jumps in, like, X-Men territory. Uh, who the fuck do they fight in that one? It's dead uh, they're, like, fighting, like, like, just, like, a government agency is trying to, like, get Wolverine back for, like, uh, like, Weapon X trials. What's and, like, the- Jean Grey's starting to kind of show that she might be the Phoenix. Um, well, so what happens in the third one that sucks? It's just, uh, it's just uh, an orgy of nonsense. Okay. Where they just they just take all the stupid stuff, um, and they're just like, "Oh, let's throw a bunch of this stuff at the wall," and we'll take instead of like that, that's one that like, the, like the 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 goodness in a lot of the. Uh, the newer Marvel movies is they, they understood the things that were neat and cool about the stuff in the comic book because it obviously didn't suck. Like, there's a reason that, like, certain things are held in high regard and they use that to their advantage where that, like, X-Men movie just said, well, you're all stupid and I'm just going to make my own thing up for this thing and they just make this stupid, dumb thing that just no one likes. Like, they, they make the comic book fans angry because there's nothing at the comic book and they make the movie fans angry because it's just a terrible movie. Okay. Yeah. What's worse, X Men Three or Spider Man Three? I've seen Spider Man. X Men Three. Spider Man Three is just dumb. I watched. Like, it's it's, it's it, like you know it's it's still it's yeah it's it's like X Men Three is just stupid. Like okay. there's just a bunch of dumb stuff it's happening on bad. screen. Spider Man Three was really bad too, though. Oh yeah, Spider Man Three is stupid. 
the last of those super the last of the comic book movies I watched was Iron Man one. I saw You watched Black Panther. Black Panther was good. I liked Black Panther. Uh and actually I watched uh actually um what's the one with Chris Pratt? Uh Guardians of the Galaxy one. Yeah, I watched we definitely watched two. Guardians of the Galaxy I really enjoyed, which I was kind of surprised by. And then we watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2 for moving in. That movie sucked. That movie was bad. Um, and then we watched we, something that in my head... Captain has, America Winter Soldier? Yeah, it has also fused with one of the Fast and the Furious movies, somehow. Because they both have, they both have a submarine. Yes, but they both have a submarine, and so somehow my brain has just fused those movies together. They were on a boat. That's being a Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, boat, submarine, whatever. <laughs> Strut and Chad just goes wrong. Oh, he's saying wrong about Guardians 2? No, that movie sucked. The Rock throws a torpedo at... George St. Pierre. At George St. Pierre. Listen, the Fast and the Furious movie was awesome. It's just that the only thing I really remember from from the superhero movie, whatever it's called, I don't remember what it's called. The one with George St. Pierre. What is it called? Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, okay. So Captain America Winter Soldier. The only thing I really remember is the boat stuff, which is right at the beginning of the movie with George St. Pierre. Mm-hmm. And then a guy jumps off a Bridge and is shooting a gun at some point in that movie, right? Maybe. I feel like you went home. No, no, I watched that whole movie. You watched the whole thing? Yeah, there's a a shootout. I remember you leaving. I might have. There's a shootout on a bridge. There's definitely a shootout on a bridge. Yeah, and the guy... No, I, I don't remember a guy... I'm trying to think of a guy jumping off a bridge shooting a gun. A guy with black hair jumps off a bridge and shoots a gun? There's a bridge and a black guy with black hair shooting a gun. He doesn't jump off the bridge, though. And Scarlett Johansson's in it? Correct. She's Black Widow. Yeah, I saw that movie. Captain America has a shield. Defects bullets... No, yeah, because the end there... Or no, is it the beginning where they're running around the National Monument? The Washington Monument? Washington Monument? The Spider-Man? No, they're in Washington in the beginning of that movie. I don't know. They're, they're, they're going from like rooftop to rooftop. I didn't like that movie. Whatever. Yeah. The one with George St. Pierre. I liked the Fast and the Furious movie. Uh, I guess yeah, I guess they go rooftop to rooftop. In the at nighttime, and he throws a shield at Bucky. Are you sure? Hold on. How'd you catch my? How'd you catch my shield? Somebody in chat. They at some point in that Captain America movie, they are in Washington D.C. Right? Jogging. Yeah, they're jogging around the Washington Monument in that movie. No, they're jogging around the reflecting pool. What's the Washington Monument? Isn't that isn't the reflecting pool in front of the Washington near, Monument? But they don't go they don't go around the literal Fuck. Washington Monument. They're near. <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. They don't go around it though. All right, whatever. 
Uh, yeah, Cap is way faster than him. Okay. Who's Captain America? See, I for sure saw that movie. You see, yes, everything you said is the first 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> no, the bridge scene is not the first 15 minutes. That's true. That's true. There, there's a guy, his name's Psylocke or something. I don't know what the fuck his name is. The guy with the black hair. Psylocke? Winter Soldier? No! The part of the movie title? <laughs> the guy with the black hair. I thought George St. Pierre was a Winter Soldier. You have no. What's the end of that movie? Captain America Winter Soldier. What's the end of the movie? What's the end? Yeah. The end of that movie doesn't involve a boat or a submarine? No, they they uh they fight on top of a giant uh, like space like a like aircraft carrier in the sky. Against Robert Redford and stuff and they kill him. Robert Redford in that movie? Robert Redford, yeah, he's the bad guy. I might have left him. <laughs> No, I, I, no I, I, I really think you had to go home because of your kid. Okay. Or I might have just left. Because <laughs> uh, I don't remember Robert Redford being in that movie. Yeah, he, uh, he he's like the red herring sort of thing where he's, he's defending uh, Captain America, but he's actually the bad guy. Wait, is Samuel Jackson in that movie? Yeah, he, well, he, yeah he's Fury. He's in all those movies. Okay, so maybe I left at the bridge fight scene, and that's why I remember it. Because I, I very distinctly remember the, the shootout on the bridge. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, 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 there's like two cars fighting, and there's like Gatling guns and shit. Yeah. Okay, so, uh... <laughs> so Schwarzenegger is wrong about Guardians 2, and then I think I said that movie sucks. <laughs> and Schwartz said, what were you just saying about saying things suck? Javin says, I'm glad Adam has taken my talk with him seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and then Schwartz says, you saw only the beginning of Winter Soldier. You left. <laughs> um, Javin says, that's literally the first or second scene. <laughs> And then Javin also says, can we clip this discussion in case anyone ever needs to remember to not take your opinion on a movie seriously? <laughs> Javin says, also, I listened to a whole podcast of Adam and Dan discussing Marvel movie plots. Really? I feel like this is so disjointed and nonsensical that nobody... Maybe, maybe you're biased because you're a friend. I know, Kimmy said he was still here a while ago. I don't know if he's listening to this dumb bullshit. Uh... There's some kind of shootout near an overpass, Schwartz says. I don't remember who was involved. And they repelled, they repelled down. See? Okay, so they don't jump off the bridge, but they repel down. And Scarlett Johansson's there. And that's about all I remember from that movie. That movie's boring. <laughs> uh, I just, the thing, I'm pretty sure I've referenced this on our podcast before uh, when we were talking about what are the movies you guys all like? Endgame? Is that a thing? The, Mar- the Marvel movie? What's Endgame? Endgame's a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And what's the other one? Infinity War? Yeah. When we were talking about those movies, I just remember saying, when I saw the first Iron Man, I liked that, and then I saw another Marvel movie, I can't remember, and I was like, oh, okay, all of these movies, or no, it was that I had seen like the original Spider-Man and a different comic book movie, and then I watched Iron Man, and I was like, I liked that, but it's the same as these other comic book movies. And I just kind of remember thinking, like, all right, 
all of these movies are essentially going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't really, I didn't really feel the need to see them. And like even the original Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like it's the same thing. It's the same movie as Iron Man. Essentially, it doesn't mean it's not entertaining. Like there was parts of it that are funny, but it's not like there's just other things I'd rather do. Uh, if that makes sense. Whereas, like, the difference between Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 to me is, like, Guardians of the Galaxy was fun to watch. But it's not, it's not any different than Iron Man, in my opinion. But Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was just, like, that movie sucked. I just didn't... It, it wasn't funny. It wasn't entertaining. I just remember not liking that movie. Does that make there, sense? There were, many, there were too many father issues in that movie. That, that just that, that's hit too close to home. Yep. All the father <laughs> issues. <laughs> I didn't remember that that's a part of that movie. I think I spaced out for most of that movie. But like the original Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like it held my attention. And I remember it being funny and like laughing at parts of it. But it's not, it's the same movie. It's like the same, it's the same kind of beats and the same events that happened in Iron Man. It's just, it's not, there's no suspense, there's no tension, it's like you know these characters are going to be fine, you know the world's going to be fine, they don't really address the catastrophic death that would happen in any of the, like, city destruction scenes, like, it's just, for me it's just kind of like, yeah, it's just... But that's, that's the nature of the, the one thing that the Marvel Universe did well in the movies, is that it did address all of that, and that's what became the catalyst for the rest of the series like for the next decade is for the infinity what, war stuff? What, what are the repercussions for us destroying an entire city with people inside of it that, that that's basically what the entire marvel universe becomes for the next 10 years and what side are you on like how do you deal with what you've done okay that makes that sounds more compelling to me honestly because like like the like yeah like that, that's kind of the entirety of like like Iron Man's arc as a character over the 15, 20 years of his existence in like the cinematic universes, like him going as as his Playboy billionaire, kind of doing it for not altruistic reasons, more of like a uh, like a personal reason of like I can like I am Iron Man, I, like I I enjoy the spotlight of being Iron Man, but then when he's confronted with what that means and what the damage of, like, real-life consequences are, how he swings hard in the opposite direction of uh, the altruistic nature of, like, freedom that Captain America is to the state-run, like, we are going to... We need to control you. You guys are... Like, the danger you cause to the public is too big. We need to control everything you do, and you should not be allowed to run around and, like stop alien invasions like 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 we as the government we need to basically control everything you do you need to be on a registry we need to be able, like we need to be able to control you as superhumans uh and captain america starts in the exact opposite place where he is a like a firm believer in just the like truth just in the american way but then as he sees what government and an evil influence on the government can become he becomes more about speaking truth to power, I guess, and like not just 
following orders blindly and not just openly trusting the things that are like that are that like is your president or is like your commanding officer and becoming like a uh, a fighter for like personal freedom Hmm. so that's kind of the weird thing about this thing that's existed for 15 years is they've having so many movies they've been able to tell these strong character arcs of like who these characters are and how they change over time like when confronted with like just the consequences of their actions basically interesting that that, that, that actually the sounds... cinematic universe of like marvel phase four as a whole is it's this long character study over a decade of what these people might do in these situations that sounds more interesting the way you just put it there than the way it's ever been put to me before uh so do you because i I almost feel like I could predict kind of the things that happen in those movies without ever seeing them. Mm-hmm. Would you say even if it's predictable, the character development is still enrapturing enough to make you want to watch them? Oh, like like hundred percent. Like the like what Captain America became. Like I I the did, Captain like, America like, Captain America one was boring and stupid. But they used his character in such a brilliant way in the next couple of movies that you're just like you you fully got behind Chris Evans as the character of Cap- of Captain America. Okay. The Captain America, the thing you described in Captain America sounds way more compelling to me than the Iron Man thing. Yeah, and like they they kind of mirrored what they did in the comic books with him because he was always like Captain America, I am America. But then in the Civil War saga in the comic books, he became this like. I remember, so I, I still have some of the Civil War comics. Like, you can't put me on, like, you're not going to put us all on a list so you can monitor us and watch us and, like, do what you want to us. The way you just described it to me fits, for the Iron Man thing, fits the way that I could see the Iron Man thing going, which is Tony Stark starts as a playboy and ends as a martyr. That's how I would see that going. It's, like, his arc seems so predictable to me that it's just boring that he starts as a playboy and ends as a martyr because that's that's a very classic theme in literature where you start as a person who's very self-centered and only cares about yourself and then you end as a martyr for somebody or something or some cause like it's so it be it's so obvious that it's like i have no interest in it but the captain america i don't you don't have to tell me if that's right or not but the captain america thing sounds genuinely fascinating to see somebody who who turns against their beliefs for what they believe are the right reasons and then they explore that then the the story is used to explore those reasons Mm -hmm. that sounds really genuinely fascinating to me the idea of just somebody becoming a eventually becoming a martyr if that's what ends up happening with tony stark is like it's a, it's a million things. It's it's just if you do that, you have to do it very uniquely. But the other thing is really like introspective about just the human race in general, because that's what people do. In my opinion, is you have belie- like what we're going through right now with redefining racism for us is like thinking you have it the right way and discovering you don't and then trying to redefine your entire existence and all the foundation that you're standing on 
that's fascinating to me and that's the way that captain america sounded to me the way you described it just now which i've never heard before heard it described that way before like like as as schwatta says like that's the nature of winter soldier but like the first is him in world war ii where america is america and america Mm -hmm. is great and fighting and evil that's the red skull in nazi germany and it's easy to see he wakes up in our modern time and has a hard time adjusting to it because he's this guy from the 1940s that was frozen until now. And he has to fight against his inkling to have that World War II mentality of America is a, like a, is a, is a shining bastion of like hope. And it's fighting against this evil thing. And he has to learn that like to not think that way and not trust like like trust himself yeah yeah it's it's, it's, it's what you thought it was yeah it's, it's more introspective which is yeah, which is very compelling to me versus just kind of a mold that's been done before uh So Javin says, being obvious shouldn't prevent you from enjoying something if it's super well done. I guess I disagree. If something's really obvious to me, it's just, it, I, if I can just see everything that's coming next and it's like, yep, all right, well, there's that thing. Okay, there's that thing. It, like, it's not that I can't appreciate, it's like Prometheus, I appreciate Fassbender and it, but the movie is just bad, I just don't. I shouldn't say bad. The movie is just something that does not entertain me. Uh, and if, if something is very predictable, it doesn't... Like, the, the things that... The other things that are going on are not... Entertaining enough to me? Does that make sense? I don't, it's like what I was saying with, with Fury Road. It's like, if I wanted to watch cool car tricks, I'd go watch cool car tricks. Like, I don't need the movie. It's... It's... The... The cool car tricks are not the reason I'm watching the movie. They're like I think, they're a part of it, but think about how you watched Friends and like the character journey of like Joey. Like, not, like nothing that became of him in that in like the series of that show was anything beyond predictable. Like he wasn't going to become a rocket scientist. He was just going to become smarter and become and like just and just learn to. Uh, uh, just learn, learn, like learn to like be okay with himself in this world where he's seen as an idiot. Like there, like, there, was, there wasn't some major character arc for Joey. Well, there it, 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 it didn't make watching him for eight seasons any less appealing. Ten seasons. Ten, ten seasons in a movie. That's not gonna happen. Uh, it, it didn't make watching him any less enjoyable or appealing. Javin like, said, "Lol, don't use a bad movie as an example." And I'm not sure he's talking who he's talking to. Oh, I think I think he was saying when you brought up uh, what would you bring up? Fury Road, oh, Prometheus. Oh, okay. Uh, but, I, well, the, but that's, it's, see, it's, that's, it's the same way with with, uh, with 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 Iron Man. Like he, like he, like he's he's a, he's a self centered person. Does he become a martyr? Tell me. I'm not gonna tell you anything. Okay. So you see, he's a he's a self-centered person, yep. who becomes a martyr. Sees that the thing that he's been doing his entire life is destroying the world. Does he die by, in the end of that series? I bet he dies in the end of that series by creating weapons. Okay. And he's like, 
Yeah, he creates weapons that kills people, and then he becomes a martyr, and he dies. That's my I, guess. I, I, don't, I, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> like... That's how that arc works in all of literature. It's... Like if, it, 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 it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact that it's important to you. As, I get as, it. as I've watched and grown with him and seen his character grow as a person that I don't get touched by his choice to make that in that time. I get that. I for sure get that. It's important. It it it, it that movie it impacted you that arc. It's what I'm saying is like that character arc has impacted me in a different work of art before those movies, and because it, it has impacted me in in in, in 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 I've seen that character before too. Like like don't think that I've not seen movies or these characters play out over time. Okay. Well, I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't hit me, I guess. I don't know. I don't have a good answer then. Because, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I take that back. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, did you hate Creed? No. I don't really remember. Literally Rocky. Yeah. So I I, I don't understand how you couldn't hate Creed then. Oh, Javin's saying that too. That's what I'm talking about. Why is that bad? You Rocky, don't you? Or Jaws? I, I don't have a good answer. I don't know. I genuinely, I don't have a good answer. It's a, it's I, I, I guess the only thing I don't like is that you paint in broad strokes of, since I've seen this before, it can't be good. No, you're right. Maybe the way I'm putting it is wrong. I don't have a good answer. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm, I'm, I, no, no, I, I don't want, I, 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 I guess this, this is the conversation. I, I don't want, I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody who ever listens to this to think that I'm sitting here trying to do anything. Anything other than learn more about myself, the way I think, and and my perceptions. I'm. This isn't an argument for me. I'm not trying to prove that I'm right. I. It, it, it's a very illuminating experience for me to have people disagree with me because when I when I was explaining, like, well, I've seen that arc before, and it just doesn't. And then you were like, well, don't 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 think that I haven't seen that arc before. When you said it, I was like, oh yeah, no shit, like. That's kind of a, a shitty, demeaning way to put it, Adam. Like, don't be an asshole. I I didn't mean to do that, and I'm sorry. But that that was my train of thought in that moment. I'm not trying to argue. I'm not trying to say that I'm right. It was just like my train of thought in that moment was like, this seems very predictable, and it seems very boring. But you guys also aren't wrong. I think it's the word predictable that's, that's the most demeaning. It's like somehow that means that, like, I can't ever see anything coming. And somehow that, that, like, I'm, my, my ignorant eyes are somehow like, oh my god, this thing is happening before my eyes that, like, I never could have seen coming. That makes total sense. I wish And again, that's not my, it's not my intention to be, to be demeaning. So sorry that that's the way it's coming off. No, no, and and I, I think that's the thing. It's. Does he die in that series that was always my problem when you initially talked about the movies is that the terms you would use would make it sound like we're stupid for liking this kid's movie that might be predictable. I get that. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I don't. Like, I, I, it's I can't not my intention. Like the, the, like the best, the best way to like for like I, I can't think of like a different way you would well, say. Well, this it. is a great example of what we were just talking. Holy shit! It's almost eleven. 
uh, <laughs> that's just a great example of what we were just talking about is like I don't mean to do that but like I'm almost if I was somebody who bet I would bet money that Tony Stark dies at some point in that series that I would bet money the movie is always building to the point where he is going to die so he does die all those, all those movies over the course of those years are 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 moving to the point where Tony dies. Do you think even Iron Man you just, one? You just want his death to be memorable and mean something. Do you think Iron Man one is building? Do you think Iron Man one is even involved in that? Because there's no way they knew he was going to die when they made Iron Man one. No, but I but I think beyond that, in the way that he acts, in the way that he's growing, it's moving to the point where his arc in the world of a superhero thing is that. He he has to give up, like it like it's because like the you know the, the the stupid like red herring thing would always be that like Captain America is the great selfless man. So, but he ends up not being. So, so, so the, so the uh, well, no, he is like he like he is oh, okay. the great selfless okay. man uh, because he's Captain America. Like he, but like his his you know whatever like his his mind changes on like how the world works. But like I like Iron Man is. Iron Man is the obvious choice. What would you... But you have to... So, okay. So you have to give Iron Man something to care about. So eventually... who would, Gwyneth Paltrow, is that the person in the first movie? Yeah, that, that was the girl that he was in love with. So he marries Gwyneth Paltrow and has kids, and then he dies and leaves his kids fatherless. He's got to give something up, right? So yeah. what... Because you can't be a playboy... Nobody's going to give a fuck about you if you die and you're a playboy and it's like, oh no, the playboy died. So he, as a playboy, he has to learn to care about something. So he either just gets married in that to another superhero and that relationship becomes really important. Oh, no, these are just my guesses. Or he gets married and has kids and then the relationship between him and his kids gets really important and then he dies. And that's why it's tragic. What I guess, here's the way I would put it. And I'm, I'm going to apologize ahead of time because I'm thinking this through, like, as we're talking about it, I don't mean to come off like a dick. I don't think those movies earn it in the same way that a movie like Rocky or Creed does. It's probably just personal preference. It doesn't mean they don't. But for me, they don't, they don't put me, the viewer, through enough hardship to to earn the emotional response that they want from those movies. Whereas, like, Hereditary puts you through a lot of shit to get to a lot of shit. And, and Rocky, you, you go through a lot of shit to appreciate the end. From my perspective, I'm not saying that's right. It's just when I watch those movies, that's how I feel. I just don't feel like any of it's earned because it's like if you for me if you want me to have that big emotional response then all the other stuff that happens needs to be treated with the same level of deadly seriousness that this that the emotional response i'm supposed to have is is dealt with does that make sense yeah i think it is right for you but not for me. But it, 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 I don't want to. When I say for you and not for me, I don't want that to come off as like, yeah, for you, dumb Dan. Because if, 
if either one of us was going to answer on who's smarter, it's, both of us are going to say you. I'm not like it's not. I'm not saying I'm smarter or better. I'm just saying like those movies in that situation, it 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 doesn't it doesn't work for me. It just doesn't. They don't do it. They don't earn it for me. And I don't. I that's the part where I just get to my ceiling. Like I can't explain to you why they don't, but they don't. No, and, and like I get that. Like you're not gonna watch. 10 hours of like character building to give a shit about Iron Man. What do you mean? You're, you're, like, you're, you're, like, you're not going to watch his, like you're not going to watch his growth over the last decade to under, to, 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 to understand. Like I, I'm not going to make you watch 10 hours of Marvel movies to make you understand the growth of the character in his arc. Hold on, I have to adjust the comment where Wade said I can't believe this conversation happened again. It's just the pod, that's what this, this podcast should be renamed. I can't believe this, they're talking about this again. He's back on the escalator. <laughs> Even Kimmy's gone at this point. Um... It's tough because I want to use that word predictable again, but it's like, I feel like I don't have to watch them because the way they're going to do the character development seems predictable to me. But that, maybe that's just not the right word. If Tony starts, boy, spoilers, I'm not going to read that. In case Rob listens to the audio version of this, I don't want to ruin it for him. Oh, sorry, did he not, was he not there for Hereditary? Oh, no, he was there for Hereditary. Yeah, Anybody he like Rob? Uh, uh, I should say, Rob, not, I'm not picking on you. Like me and Rob, who are hypersensitive to spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Rob, I think we both... Jo- I don't know if we joked outwardly. I'll joke outwardly for myself. Like somebody telling me they liked a movie or didn't like a movie is borderline spoiler. Like I just don't. Want, if there's a movie I'm really excited to see, I don't want to know anything. I don't want to know if you liked it or not. <laughs> I'm such a baby about it. Like, like I remember, like sitting at the end of, like being touched by the end of Lost. Um. And that story was nonsense and made no sense. And it's not like Jack necessarily grew as a character. You're not wrong. But, I'm, but, but I'm, I, I understood what his journey was, and it and it touched me. I, I'm a total hypocrite because I was touched at the end of Lost. Um, and and that's the thing. It's like it's 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 since like since you check into those movies so early, and I don't blame you. Like the you like you don't have the. Just like you know, you, you just don't have the, the the baggage of knowing, like what the characters actually went through for the last fifteen years. Sorry, Jeff. So, so, so Jeff, so so don't ruin your argument by bringing up Lost. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I don't know what the characters went through. It's it, it's it's like you it's like you read book one, book seven, and then nothing. Book Fourteen, and then was like, I whatever. He's probably just gonna do this. <laughs> Which he does, and you're not, that's, that's actually a really good way to put it, is like, 
yeah, you could just piece it all together, but you're still not going through the emotion, emotional journey of that character. I just don't have a lot of, I don't feel the need to go through a lot of that emotional journey. Honestly, what you've said about Captain America has actually made me kind of want to watch those. Because that sounds so much more compelling than like... Captain America, Captain America is the most compelling character in the Marvel in the Marvel Universe. You also have to realize that like, I have stopped by and large reading most books and like just reread fucking super complicated and convoluted Gene Wolfe shit. Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that because... It's, it's just the stuff you like. But I've obsessively read since I was a kid. Like, I get, yeah. I get, I drop books all the time because I'm, but we don't talk about them. But I pick, I hear about books and pick them up and start reading them. And I feel like they're just so, they're so kind of like cookie cutter. This is like, I've, this is just how it's, the book's going to flow that I just stop, I just stop reading them. I, it's not like I'm not just trying to pick on Marvel. That's just where w- what we're talking about here. But I like what was that vampire one that kind of sucked. What about the people that live like the kids that live in that walled off area in California? Uh, after the end of the world. Oh yeah, that was a book where I got bored with it and just stopped. No, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, it like it just the that first that book is so good. Yeah. Javin, if you need to go to bed, man, you go to bed. Javin says this podcast is going long. <laughs> um uh, I cannot remember what that called. Yeah, what but that called? first that first book I devoured. And the second book, it just like comes to a dead stop. It's so boring. I've yeah, tried to was... I've tried to pick up that book several times. That no that's basically everyone's sentiment with that series. It's just like, oh, well, this sucks. <laughs> Fuck, what is the first thing? It's about vampires, but the first book is about, like, how vampirism takes over America like a zombie plague. And it should just end. If that first book was the only book, I I would I would talk about how good that book is all the time. Yeah. One of the books <sighs> in the series is called The Twelve. Here, Shit. I'm going to look it up. And then I'm going to, I have to pee soon, so. Justin Cronin. Is the author so Justin? Cro- the Passage. Yes. If you want to read a fucking fun book, read The Passage. Yep. Because the, super the fun Passage is so good, and then every book afterwards is like, well, I shouldn't even say. I can't get through the second book. I've tried multiple times, and it gets so boring and so predictable, and so like so many other books. Another book I just stopped reading because I'm sure at the time. It was very like its own thing, but so many books have copied it that it just Twilight. became predictable. Was uh, uh, the Handmaiden's Tale? Oh, Handmaiden's Tale was very obvious because Amber had finished it, and I started to tell. You know how Amber doesn't have a poker face. So it's like the original book of that type, almost. Yes, like the original <laughs> book of that type. It's not, but that's not, it, what I'm trying to illuminate with that example is like, it's, that book isn't bad, it's the first of its kind, but I've read so many books that have copied it, that in reading that, I started to tell Amber what I thought was going to happen, and Amber just has a 
a bad poker face, and it was like, all right, I don't need to finish this. I know, I just know everything that's going to happen. It just, it doesn't matter. It's funny because that, that's kind of the nature of like, uh, like books like that, where, like, when Margaret Atwood wrote wrote that decades ago, someone else wrote a similar story, but better using similar themes, and somebody else decades later wrote a similar story but better. Yeah. It's, that's that's almost like the arc of the Marvel Universe, where it's they had the first Iron Man movie, the second was whatever, but they, they basically they, they took what worked and made better versions of themselves as they evolved until they came to their climax in like uh like Endgame Infinity War. Yeah, like they they basically took the things that worked and. Tried to make the best movie they could in those two, uh, but yeah, th- yeah, that's kind of the way it goes. Like that Atwood thing, where it's like you've read a better version of, or just even, it doesn't even have to be better. It's just I've read a version of it, and it's just it's just I don't know. I gotta stop because I gotta go to bed and I gotta pee. <laughs> it, but I'm so like. As a person who's obsessed with storytelling and writing and 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 building stories, and mm-hmm. I'm so fascinated by by trying to because I I wanted to figure out how to tell better stories, and this mm-hmm. is gonna this is gonna sound really douchey and and like I'm really high on myself, which maybe I am. I have no idea. Somebody else has to tell me. I. I want to figure out how to be a better storyteller. I really feel like studying Gene Wolfe is going to help me do that. It doesn't mean that the the books I write or the stories I tell are going to have mass appeal, but it's going to satisfy some need within me. And so having this conversation over and over again, it's like every time I feel like I'm getting a little bit closer to like, what is it? Like what? That's a really good question. Like, why do I like Rocky and Creed? which are essentially the same movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it... Like, what is it about those movies that that does it for me? And they're, they're mostly the same. But, like, the Marvel movies, just... I, I, I get nothing out of them. Mm-hmm. There, there's something very compelling in there to me because I feel like if I can get closer to the answer, it will make me better at being the writer I want to be. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think I'm obsessed with having this conversation over and over again. Mm-hmm. All right, let's finish. Yeah, as Wade said, I can't believe you're having this conversation. But that's the thing. But it's, that's it's, why I'm, I'm trying to answer like, why I do that. It's it's not like you're not trying to, or we're or, or we're not trying to learn and grow from each other when we have this conversation. Yeah, we always do. I'm really not trying to have an argument. I'm trying no, to and better that's, understand. And that's the thing. It's like it's it's. That was the hard part when we first started having this conversation, because it did like in my head it just seemed like you were just trying to like talk win. down, talk well, down or, or win the argument. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But but that's not what it, it's not a it's not a thing where someone wins. We just it's it's we're just trying to better understand what the person is trying to say. Yeah, man, it's so interesting to me, and I feel like. I don't know. I feel like you've known me long enough to know that I'm not trying to be a dick. No, and but then, again, like like for as long as we've known each other, like there's there, there's still these areas where like 
even though we've talked about the same subject so many times, it's not like like we keep finding new. It's fun, dude. It's so round? it's so interesting it to me. It's so fun to have like friends, especially as our friendship and movie night goes on and on. It's so fun to have friends that I don't more and more are understanding and reciprocating like this isn't an argument anybody's trying to win it's just a genuinely interesting conversation to get somebody else's perspective because arguably everything in life is subjective you don't know what reality is for somebody else other than yourself it's just just fun and interesting i don't know yeah thanks for listening everybody if anybody's (laughs) still left we have it says four still one with me I don't even know. So maybe it is Javin and, and Schwat. It's probably Javin and Schwat. Uh, yeah. You've been listening, and this might sound stupid. It's a podcast that two stupid friends started because they felt like they didn't see each other. Wow. They didn't see <coughs> each other enough anymore. Uh, and th- I feel like tonight's a perfect example of why this podcast started. Dan and I used to see each other all the time when we were younger, and then and we, we like we would have we would have talked about this for for like four times hours, a week, hours and hours. We were just hung out talking about this. Yep. And then as we got older and got more responsibilities, and I had kids, it got harder and harder to see each other. And so I said to Dan, like, let's start a podcast as an excuse to just fucking talk to each other once a week because I love talking to Dan, and I think Dan loves talking, talking to me. You. Yeah, he does. Uh. And this, this is what it is. If you like it, cool. If you don't, you'll never listen to it again. But this is uh, this is the podcast. This might sound stupid. It's just two Three hours, it's, nine minutes. Yep, it's two friends who made a dumb excuse to talk to each other. Uh, yeah. Our, our sponsor, uh, as always, first and foremost, is Joey the Good Boy. He's really cute right now. Is he still there? Oh, yeah. He's all tuckered out. I love when he lays like that. He's got all his paws and his big belly. Joey's a pretty skinny dog, actually. He doesn't have a big belly, but he's just a cute boy. Uh, we're also brought to you by Mike Long. He's a great designer. Out of Minnesota, designed all our graphics. Uh, if you don't already subscribe to us and you want to, that would be awesome. You can subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. This might sound stupid. Uh, is all you have to search for. You can also follow us on Twitch. This might sound stupid on Twitch. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at TMSS underscore podcast. Again, that's at TMSS underscore podcast and if you ever want to email us a random topic you can email us at this might sound stupid at gmail.com you can email us other shit too but uh people will email us random topics and eventually we do get to them and we will discuss your random topic so long as it's not terrible and offensive and awful thanks for listening everybody mm-hmm. dan love you buddy love you down Bye, everybody. Have a good night.